now, introducing the man who's rocking the grow out for the blowout while forcing everyone around him, including his kids, to call him Glenny C. He loves Thursdays more than he loves trail mix and pickles. He is Glenn Clark. Good morning. It is a Thursday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. I am Glenn Clark. He is Paul Valley. Of course, Thursday is awfully busy around here. we got to squeeze a lot of show into a short amount of time, so we will look to do that. Today's program brought to you by Glory Days Grill. The winter seasonal menu is back with comfort classics like their house-made meatloaf and the short rib grilled cheese, plus the center-cut sirloin with grilled shrimp, the char-grilled pork tenderloin, grilled meatloaf sandwich, smoky thigh wings with Alabama barbecue sauce, and the Brussels and bacon appetizer. GloryDaysGrill.com is the website for you to find out more and get your order in for this weekend. Coming up in just a few minutes, our friend John Feinstein is going to join us. We're going to talk to him about uh, the Maryland situation. We will talk to him about, man, UMBC looked good in the first half last night at Georgetown. Ultimately, they could not hang, but we'll talk about the, the start for UMBC. Talk a little Ravens and, of course, his new book, um, Raise a Fist, Take a Knee. Later on this hour, Mike Jones, not not the other Mike Jones, the one that we had on earlier this year, and I was very excited about. Um, we've had this Mike Jones on quite a few times. But uh, from USA Today, uh, he uh, wrote a little bit about the Ravens this week. We will get his thoughts on what's going on with Lamar Jackson and the Ravens down the stretch. So we'll do that later on in the program. Also, it's Thursday, so we will make our picks. We will, um, oh, what else will we do? We will uh, have the Press Box Fantasy Football Show, of course, coming up a little bit later on as well. So that's all on the way on a Thursday edition of the program. To, you know, I, I don't have like anything huge to talk about at the start of today's show. I was I was really bummed because, you know, I mentioned UMBC. Towson was super competitive. Led into the second half at Ohio State last night. Unfortunately, it uh, was not meant to be as they ultimately fell short. It's it's what it is. Um, nothing you can do about that. And it was a great showing. I'm going to be at the Towson game next Tuesday night. And I hope that you will come join us. Drew's going to be there as well. I really hope that you'll come join us. Tigers are off to a good start. But most importantly, we need your coats. We need your clothes. We need anything that you can bring us to help us help the folks at Helping Up Missions. So please come out to the Towson game. We're going to have boxes out for the women's game next Tuesday against Memphis. That's at 4 o'clock. And then we'll be there uh, at, starting at around 6 for the men's game. That's against UNC Greensboro at 7. So please, please Bring out your coats and your clothes and everything that you could possibly bring to help us next Tuesday night at the Towson basketball game. The drop-off boxes are still all over town. Glory Days Grill, I mentioned in Towson. Chick-fil-A, Nottingham Square, Jerry's Toyota, Jerry's Chevrolet, Uptown Cheapskate in Bel Air, Duffy's Garage in Baldwin, and right here downstairs in the Meadow Mill Building, 3600 Clipper Mill Road in Hamden. Drop-off boxes all over town. Please make sure you get your coats and clothes out to us whenever you can. That means a lot. Uh, and the answer is yes. We need anything you got, we need it. Unless it needs to be thrown away. If it needs to be thrown away, please just throw it away. But if it can be used by somebody else, we need it. That's, that's where we are. So please, please, please help us out as we look to help helping up mission. But a bummer last night is Towson was super competitive. I mean, that was, that was a hell of a game against Ohio State. They ultimately lost 85-74 in that one. A lot of people asking about Zach Cunningham, who was just waved outright by the Texans. And admittedly, 
I'm a little surprised by that. But I also have to admit I haven't paid enough attention to Zach Cunningham to know if maybe, maybe there's a bigger problem there that he's just not that good at football any longer. It's easy for us to say, well, the Texans are a disaster and... You know, that's true, but perhaps is it because he's just not as good at football um, as we we thought he might be? The other thing that maybe a lot of people didn't know is that the Texans had redone his deal. So a team that would claim him on waivers would inherit just a $275,000 cap hit for the rest of the year. And there are no guarantees moving forward. So the thought was, when we saw that he was being waived, like I saw a lot of people say, well, they could, the Ravens couldn't take on his contract. Well, because you're thinking of the deal that he signed a, couple, um, a little while back, but apparently that contract was restructured, and that's good news and bad news. Somebody would say, well, that's good news. The Ravens could put in a waiver claim for him. Yes, but the bad news is, so could anybody else. And while maybe we were all caught off guard by the Dolphins claiming Philip Lindsay a couple weeks ago, as it turns out, the Dolphins are right on the edge of the playoff hunt in the AFC. I'm, I'm still going to be surprised if they get there because they have some tricky games left and there's a lot of teams ahead of them. Um, the AFC is, there are more, this year there are more than seven good teams in the AFC. So I don't think it's going to happen, but in hindsight, I get it. And so I'd sort of be surprised now that I know this from Field Yates about his contract. I don't think I would be all that surprised if a team before the Ravens puts in a waiver claim on Zach Cunningham as well. So while I get it, every time there's a player whose name we've heard of that becomes available, we choose to get excited about them, and we want it to be a thing, it just seems unlikely that it'll play out that way. Now, if no one else puts a claim in for him, I'm going to say the same thing. Should the Ravens put in a claim? Sure. This one, to me, is not quite as obvious as the Philip Lindsay one was this one I don't I need to know a little bit more about where Zach Cunningham is as someone who admittedly has just not watched the Houston Texans and I don't know that anybody in our audience has unless we I mean John lives in Arkansas maybe they have to I don't think they think that's more Dallas than it is Houston I don't I don't know right like I don't know if there's somebody in our audience who's forced to watch Houston Texans football games but I would have to know a little bit more about where Zach Cunningham was before I would have the assumption that he was somebody that I would want to put on the field. Even if you say, hey, look, you know, the Ravens could use a little bit of help against the run. They could use another body. And, you know, they dealt with the injury to LJ Fort. And they have thrown out, they've thrown out Christian Welch a couple weeks ago. So they could use anybody uh, at linebacker. Yeah, yeah, to some extent, I agree. And that's why I'm not saying no by any stretch of the imagination. But I just need to know a little bit more about where he is for me to figure out what kind of role he would have. I, I just would need to know a bit more about that circumstance. Again, as someone, I'm only going to say this so many times, I just simply am not watching the Houston Texans. And I'm not going to start anytime soon. So I would just need to know a little bit more about that before I would figure out how that would work as a fit with Zach Cunningham should the Ravens put in a waiver claim for him. But we will see how that goes. I will be surprised if he gets as far. Um, And, in fact, Jeremy Fowler, uh, ESPN NFL writer, apparently tweeted overnight last night that he had talked to multiple teams on the back end of the waiver wire and the sentiment, uh, quote, and the sentiment that is the same, no way he falls to us, widely expected to be claimed Thursday. So, you know. 
that that I think is about the answer that you're looking for when it comes to Zach Cunningham. It's extraordinarily unlikely. But there is a new player in Baltimore. There is a new Baltimore athlete yesterday. And he's the best pitching Nolan in the history of baseball. Nolan Hoffman, print your playoff tickets now. Paul Valley, tell me why I should be excited about Nolan Hoffman, the number one. We always talk about the excitement of having the number one overall pick. The Orioles had the number one overall pick. I know nothing about Nolan yeah, Of course, Hoffman. why would you? Why would anyone know anything at all about <laughs> he's Nolan He's a pitcher, Hoffman? and they got him. Uh, he's a reliever. I was poking around on him. I was thinking, thinking to myself for a second, is there any chance that this is their – like they've got the first two rotation spots figured out. Now they've got to figure out who the next three are. And let's be honest about that, right? Like, they, do we have any clue beyond John Means and Jordan Lyles who the next three spots are going to go to? Maybe Bruce Zimmerman. Maybe. I mean, maybe, but, but you're just sort of doing the same thing. At e- this exactly. Point, right? like, exactly. So, uh, Nolan Hoffman's numbers in the – I'm, I'm going to give you the location. He spent two, uh, time with two teams in 2021. Uh, I don't know. Modesta. This is low A and high A is where he was. At low A, in 24 games, he pitched a 2.17 ERA. 0.93 whip. 173 batting average against. Pretty good. Pretty good. Then he jumped the high A ball last year, and he pitched to a 5.32 ERA. And a 1.23 whip, which isn't disastrous, but the 5. 3-2 ERA is in a high A ball and he's going to have to be on your major league roster he was there minor, minor league rule 5 no the, he was the first pick of the major league round there really? was another player Wilson that they took in the minor league portion of it he was the first pick of the major league portion of the rule 5 draft I was under the impression the major league draft was postponed indefinitely Oh, maybe you might be right about that. That might be a different. That might be a different scenario that I don't know about. Dig into that, Paul, if you don't mind. That 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 could be a completely different, completely different storyline that I don't understand. If that's the case, I don't really understand why we were even talking about it this much, frankly. Well, uh, yeah, because when they canceled when they canceled the winter meetings, right. they postponed the Rule Five draft indefinitely. But the minor league phase is still. So this going is all still minor yeah, league they, stuff. Yeah, they, they can't do the major league Rule Five draft Wonderful. because there's a lockout. Problem right solved. Now. Then don't have to worry about. So that's it. a Rule Thank Five you. guy. They also picked up a minor league signing. Yeah, they, they the, the guy a, named Wilson, who I don't. Jacob Nottingham. They signed a minor oh, league catcher okay. to a minor God league bless. deal. God bless. God bless. All right, uh, so there's that. Mobile One full synthetic motor oil helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center. Ask for Mobile One. Joining us now, one of my favorites. Uh, of course, uh, you've read about a billion of his books, and he's got a new one. It's called Raise a Fist, Take a Knee. We'll talk to him about that. A lot of other stuff going on. He's our friend John Feinstein, and he's back with us on GCR. John, good morning, sir. Thank you as always for taking the time for us. Really appreciate it. A pleasure, Glenn. Good to talk to you guys again. So tell me, I, I am normally, and this is really interesting, normally when you put out a book, your publicist hits me up within days. And I was a bit surprised I didn't get a copy of this book. And then I was reading something uh, our buddy Mike DeCourcy wrote about this. You you struggled to find a publisher for this book. Well, tell me about what happened here, why nobody seemed to be interested in what you Well, the short version of the story is that this is a very uh, delicate topic, I think, for a lot of people. Uh, I knew when I first wanted to do the book, which was back in 2017, um, that uh, there are a lot of people in this country who don't want to hear that race is still an issue. 
to me, it was the elephant in the room, uh, as as personified by the anthem protests in 2017, mm-hmm. when you had mostly black players kneeling and mostly white fans booing uh, and swearing off of football and 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 Trump, you know, ranting they fire the SOBs and all of that. Uh, and a lot, my agent didn't want me to do this book, to be honest. And she's been my agent since season on the brink. Wow. Um, and uh, so a lot of publishers just didn't even really read the read the proposal. And uh, the guy who was my publisher at the time at Doubleday, Bill Thomas, said, "Well, how can you write a book about race? You're white." And I said, "Well, first of all, Bill, white is a race, but more significantly than that, I never coached college basketball, and I've written quite a bit about college basketball coaches. I never played golf on the PGA Tour." Uh, but I've written quite a bit about guys who do, and this book will be like every other book I've written in that it will be built around reporting. I can't wake up in the morning and know what it's like to uh, what it feels like to be black. I've never been pulled over for driving while black, um, and every single black person I interviewed for this book, about a hundred people, uh, had at least one incident, and in in many cases multiple incidents of having to deal with that. One guy, Cullen Jones, who's in, who was an Olympic swimmer, he was on the famous 2008 freestyle relay in Beijing, told me he got stopped by a cop because the cop was convinced he had stolen his dog, who he was walking in his neighborhood. Sure. And sure. I said to him, well, you're the first person I've interviewed who got stopped for WDWB, walking dog while black. And so it, it, it's a delicate subject. Uh, I knew I would get attacked on the right when the book came out, and I have, although i got to say less than I thought. And like I said, the book is built on reporting, uh, talking to all the people I talk to in football, basketball, baseball, golf, believe it or not, hockey, believe it or not. And, and I spoke to every major commissioner except Roger Goodell, who refused to talk to me. Ah, ah well, that's, he's just such a swell guy. you, you got to give well, him the benefit you, of the you doubt. Well, you know, it's interesting because two of the people I leaned on heavily uh, in my reporting were Mike Tomlin and Tony Dungy, two very smart guys, very aware of this subject. And when I brought this up to them, when I was circling back at the end of my reporting, they both said the same thing. They both said, Roger's embarrassed by this, but he can't do anything about it because the owners ultimately control who they hire as coaches and general managers. As you guys know, 75% of the players in the NFL are black, there are three black coaches total and five black general managers total, one of them being Martin Mayhew here in Washington who reports to Ron Rivera. Um, and that it, it wasn't, because I've dealt with Goodell before and, you know, got along with him fine. Um, but he, he, his uh, spokesperson, Brian McCarthy, made it clear he didn't want to talk about this subject. And, and I think Tomlin and Dungy are right that he was afraid if he gave me honest answers to the questions he knew I would ask, that he could jeopardize himself with the owners. It's unbelievable. I mean, that's truly unbelievable. I say it's unbelievable. It's not really, but it, it should be unbelievable. Put it John this way, is. it didn't surprise me. Correct. It, it's exactly what I'm trying to say. So so let me follow that up, John, with a couple things. Steve Bishotti, I think, is a tremendous owner, right? Love Steve Bishotti. Um, I'm still embarrassed to this day by the day he did a press conference when there were rumors swirling about Colin Kaepernick. And he said to the, the fans that were in attendance, it wasn't a press conference, it was a meet and greet with fans, and he said, pray for us. 
about this decision to sign Colin right. Kaepernick or not, right? It was one of the most embarrassing things that I've ever seen someone say, considering the number of players he had no problem signing over the years without ever asking someone to pray for him about making the decision, right? It was a... I, I thought it was a woeful – it wasn't as bad as the Ray Rice press conference, but it was a pretty bad day to yeah, me. Yeah, although and, Steve Bishotti's worst day is, is probably better than uh, Dan Snyder's best day. Uh, 1,000%, right? Yeah. 1,000%. Um, and, and you guys know, I know uh, Steve helped me tremendously when I did the Ravens yep. book back in '04, and he's he's been involved with the charity golf tournament that Tom Watson and I run every year to raise money for ALS research, and, and I, I think – Almost nothing but good things about him. I've always said none of us wants to be judged by our worst moment or worst moments. And that was not a good moment for Steve. That whole Kaepernick incident, whatever you want to call it, was not a good moment for the Ravens. Um, you know, they brought him in. They talked to him. It was when Flacco had gotten hurt in the summer of 2017. Uh, and they needed someone to come in and be a backup of some kind or maybe even start during the exhibition season. Um, and ended up not even getting him on the field to take a look at him. And the, the story that, that they put out, you know, there were, there were stories about the socks and the girlfriend and things like that. But the story that I was given by people inside the organization was, well, he just didn't seem that enthusiastic about playing football. Well, you're sitting in an office with a, you know, a bunch of suits and stuff, and uh, what are you supposed to do, jump up and down and pound the chair? Right, and, you right. Know, act it's like Tom Cruise on Oprah. Lions coach, whose name I always forget. Um, uh, get me on the field. And I, so that whole situation was not one of the Ravens' shining moments. And But, again, let's be fair, they're still one of the best organizations in football. I agreed on all accounts, for the record. Agreed on all accounts. I bring that up because, and I'll, I'll compare this to, I have a friend, his name is AJ. He played like six years in the league. He's a professional wrestler now. He played at Maryland, and, and he's also a rapper. And I was listening to something he said recently about how the NFL seemed to think they could solve their crisis by having more black singers sing the national anthem, <laughs> right? That, like, that, that was how they were going to address this thing. And combined with what you're saying about Roger Goodell, it really leads me to a place where I, at some point, like, someone is going to sit around and say, hey, did anything actually change? Right. Did, did anything actually happen in the midst of all this, this thing that we, we allowed per, rightfully to be the biggest topic in our country for a year did anything actually change, right. or did the NFL just simply allow us to say, hey, we're going to pretend like we're paying attention, and then we're going to go right back to not caring the way that we did before? Well, it's a good point, because let's remember a couple things. One, the NFL is a monolith. Um, you know, People love the NFL. Their ratings may dip on occasion, but they always come back. Um, there's a good story in the Washington Post today about the fact that the, the, the quality of play in the league isn't very good this year, but because nobody's great, everybody's in contention. So the ratings are good around the country. You know, technically even the New York Giants are in contention for crying out loud. Um, and I'm not sure they'd win the SEC title. But beyond that, you're right. The NFL is great at PR. I mean, they wrap themselves in the flag all the time. Uh, they, they were paid to do it for a while. Uh, you know, they, they, they show those shots of the owners in their boxes like they're good guys. Robert Kraft and Jerry Jones are good guys. Are you kidding? Right. Um, 
and and they just you know and 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 the 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 TV guys because this is what they're told to do go on and on about how everybody's a great person and you know the, the, they show all those shots of, of of players you know dishing out Thanksgiving dinners to the poor which I think it's great they do that but it's 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 all PR it's PR and marketing and they are great at it and you're right as Tony Dungy pointed out again. Two of the last 20 head coaching hires in the NFL, two of the last 20, have been black. And Eric Bieniemy, who's run the best offense in football for the last three years in Kansas City, uh, has had 11 interviews and still hasn't been hired. And the excuse that, again, the publicity machine puts out through anonymous quotes you know, to, to the guys who cover the NFL uh, is, well, he doesn't call the plays. In Kansas City. Well, Matt Nagy didn't call the plays in Kansas City. Mm. Um, and, and Andy Reid, when he was an assistant coach, didn't call the plays. Mm, weird. weird. And, and it, it, it's, it's beyond weird. It, it, again, to quote Tony, who's not exactly a guy who jumps on tables and, and shouts, uh, it, it's racist. If, if Eric Bieniemy was the exact same guy and he was white, he'd have had a job years ago. I mean, look at some of the younger white coaches who've been hired in the last few years, and I'm not saying any of them are good or bad coaches, but everybody wants to hire the next guy who looks like Sean McVay. You know, they want a, a young white guy with a little bit of a, a, a beard and, 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 you know, who, who's... He's good-looking, who, yeah. Who look, yeah, yep. who has the look. Yep. Eric Bieniemy doesn't have the look. Yep. He just has the resume. Raise a fist, take a knee. It's available right now. We're going to link up to it on our Twitter account, at Glenn Clark Radio, the Amazon link for you to pick up the book. John Feinstein is with us here on GCR. John, if I could, the, you know, I do want to talk some Maryland with you. Sure. And, and, I, and I, we, end, we end up doing these. We end up talking for a half hour like you don't have important things to do with your life. <laughs> Um, I, I, the, the issue that you, you know, again, I read this, this article from, from Mike DeCourcy. You bring up um, how whenever somebody writes about this, you're – you know, you're playing the race card, or you're playing politics, or you're yep. playing whatever it is, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna try to present this the right way. Is there any part of the argument that's made by the other side? Is there any small part of it that is viable in any way? Which is just look, even if we know it's true, we we just I don't know. We kind of don't want to have to think about it at all times. Is right. There, well, you just hit the nail on the head. That. A lot of people, and it doesn't matter which side you're on, a lot of people just don't want to think about it. They, they, they see that progress has been made. You know, we've come a long way since 1968 when Marlon Briscoe finished second in the Rookie of the Year voting in Denver playing quarterback because the first two quarterbacks went down. Um, he was a rookie and never got to play quarterback again. Uh, we've come a long way since then. But, as you well know, in 2018... Lamar Jackson ended up with the Ravens because all the, the so-called experts and pundits said, oh, he should, be, he should be a running back. He should be a wide receiver because he was fast and black. Steve Young was fast. Fran Tarkenton was fast. No one ever said they should switch positions. But even 50, 50 years after Marlon Briscoe, this was still an issue. And, of course, it was Ozzie Newsom and Eric DaCosta who saw Jackson's talent and took him with the last pick of the first round after four white quarterbacks went in the top ten. Two have been successful, two not, yep. you know, which is fairly typical of a draft. Um, and we all know what's happened to, with Lamar. We all know what it would have He's going to be in the Hall of Fame. He's that good. We know that. 
And so, you know, the, 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 the fact is people, a lot of people, don't want to hear that race is still an issue. And Leonard Hamilton, the Florida State coach, made a great point to me. He grew up with Jim Crow in the South. He couldn't go sit downstairs in a movie theater. He couldn't drink from certain water. You know all the Jim Crow laws that existed back then, until 1965, by the way. And he said, for me to sit here and say we haven't made progress is ridiculous. Of course we've made progress. And, and, you know, there are so many more black coaches, especially in basketball, which is the most progressive of our sports. Um, But when I look around, we landed on the moon 50 years ago. And we're still having trouble getting along here on Earth. Hmm. And, hmm. I mean, just look at the last two presidential elections. Hmm. And, and, and that tells you how correct Leonard is about that. And so it, it is an, that's one of the reasons why I think publishers shied away. It's an uncomfortable topic. But what was interesting to me as I did my reporting, a number of, 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 of the black people I interviewed, uh, including other reporters like Mike Wilbon and Kevin Blackstone, said to me, it's good that you're writing this book because while you can't understand what it's like to live as a black person, your voice talking to black people is likely to be listened to more than if a black person writes the book because a lot of people would then write it, ah, it's just another black guy whining. And there are people who are going to write it off and say, ah, it's just another liberal whining. Well, again, as a number of people have pointed out, if you read the book, it's not me you know, uh, going on a rant of any kind. It's me talking to people and saying, this is what they said, including, you know, a number of white people like Greg Popovich and Steve Kerr and Mike Krzyzewski and others, um, all the other commissioners besides Goodell. Uh, so you're, you, you hit it right on the head. It's an uncomfortable topic for a lot of people. So let's talk about the Maryland thing, John. An uncomfortable topic for a lot of people. It's a great, it's a great segue, isn't it? It's a yeah, tremendous perfect. segue. Um, I think a lot of people read your column and came off as, you know, it, being very defensive of Mark Turgeon um, and the job that he had done. And I don't know. And, and I'm not saying that I would agree with this, but it almost seemed like, in a way, you know, you you guys are making a mistake wanting to have run him out. And and I I certain I have no ill will towards Mark Turgeon. Uh, he and I were always pleasant over the years, and I've said a million times he's been a respectable basketball coach. The Maryland has never been an embarrassment. All of those things. I I guess I just come back to, is it wrong? And and I'm going to cover this on both sides. But is it wrong for for fans at Maryland and the the Maryland you know Damon Evans and his crew to say it's been 11 years? This just isn't the standard that we think should exist for Maryland basketball. Well, uh, first of all, um, I, I think Mark was in a very difficult position from the day he arrived at Maryland because he followed, and let's put Bob Wade aside, he followed two Hall of Famers, Lefty Giselle and Gary Williams, and two guys who were huge personalities in different ways. Uh, Gary's intensity, Lefty's showmanship, but huge personalities and very successful coaches, and, and as I said, both in the Hall of Fame, deservedly. So that, you know, it's, it's like what John Shire is going to face at Duke next year, trying to succeed Mike Krzyzewski. Um, but, the, but a big part of the problem, Maryland and Turgeon were never a good match. Right. Forget his record for a second, because Mark, Mark 
you know, didn't jump up and down on, on the on the sideline. He didn't shake his fist at the students when he walked on the court. He didn't, you know, snarl at everybody, you know. And remember when he said Maryland was the Siberia of the ACC and things like that. And Maryland fans loved all that. Maryland fans have always felt that they get the short end of the stick, whether it's officiating or the ACC when they were still in the league, things like that. So, but Mark wasn't combative that way. And so in that sense, he was never a good match for Maryland. He had a very, you know, in fact, if you go back and look at Gary's first 11 years, their records are pretty similar. Now, Gary went to the Sweet 16 more often, but he had not been past the Sweet 16 until 2001, which I think was his 12th or 13th year, 12th. Um, And in fact, as I wrote in the column, got booed, by Maryland fans after a loss at home to Florida State State during Mm -hmm. that season. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I I don't think I know a Maryland fan who didn't jump up and down and cheer when Mark got fired last week. Um, They they all want him gone. And what I always said to people was this, is is Mark as good a coach as, as, as Gary? Probably not. Gary's in the Hall of Fame. But you tell me who you're going to hire, who's better. That was always my question. And now we'll find out the answer. Uh, the the other thing was I just found the timing strange. Uh, they 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 had rewritten his contract so it was easier to buy him out after last season. But let's also remember that Gary in his last seven years, and you guys know how I feel about Gary. But in his last seven years, he went to the tournament three times, uh, and Debbie Al wanted to get rid of him partly because she hated to, him. Right? Yeah. But Mark, if they had played the tournament in 2020 would have gone six of the last seven years. And who knows what they would have done with that team that tied for the, the Big Ten title. I mean, we'll never know. So I, I, just, I think Maryland fans, a lot of them, have been harsh on Mark Turgeon. Uh, some of it's personality. Some of it is expectations. When you've won a national championship, people expect you to, 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 to reach a certain level, if not every year, but on a regular basis. So what I come to, John Feinstein with us on GCR, I, I, I don't necessarily inherently disagree with the, you know, the, be careful what you wish for. I think there are Maryland fans that genuinely believe that Nate Oates should just want to waltz out of Alabama and say, Maryland's available. Ha! I have to have that job. I don't see and that happening. I don't see it in a million years, John. Yeah. I, I think it's crazy. This is not, the, the, what you're bringing up is the part that nobody wants to talk about. I Maryland people believe Maryland's a basketball program, and I think the way to say it is Maryland can be a basketball program, but but what is the actual evidence that exists as of right now that this is a job that you cash in something that you have, that you've got something going on for? And it's not to say they won't have good candidates or that you know a Kevin Willard might not want this job, but to get the darling of the college basketball world, the guy that everybody wants to hire... If I'm Nate Oates, why am I cashing in all my chips for Maryland right now? No, well, and, and that, that's an important point to make because remember one thing. Forget what I think about Mark Turgeon. Other coaches have great respect for Mark Turgeon, and, and they see what he went through at Maryland. I mean, it's not like this just happened overnight. Maryland fans have been complaining about him for years. And Maryland has a lot of money to spend on a coach. Nate Oates is making a lot of money right now at Alabama. Uh, and has built a, uh, you know, Nate Oates is a great story. I mean, he was a high school coach eight years ago, um, and now he's one of the hot coaches in college basketball. Um, 
But, you know, uh, people have brought up Rick Pitino. Do you want a guy with that kind of baggage who's almost 70? Yeah. Uh, and uh, Sean Miller, same thing, baggage. Um, and, the, and like you said, there are a lot of guys who Maryland might want and who might be good coaches uh, for Maryland who are just going to say, whoa, I don't need that kind of service. And so that's, that's why I always said, who are you going to get? Now, I think Ryan Odom would be a really good candidate. You and I both. But he just started at Utah State. Does he walk away after a year? I'm not saying he won't, and I haven't discussed it with Ryan, just for the record. Mm -hmm. Um, But there are candidates out there, but I still go back to be careful what you wish for. Oh, and I don't think that I can guarantee that any of these guys, you know. I, no, well, none of us can right, at any time. Right. I, I am, uh, by the way, I, I have convinced myself more and more that Andy Enfield's at the top of my list. I've convinced myself of that more and more. But somebody would tell me, well, who is Andy Enfield without Evan Mobley, right? Like, has he really proven himself to be that guy? I don't know. I, th- I think the guy's a, a hell of a good coach and clearly cares a, d- a great deal about this area. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm more and more uh, talking myself into Andy Enfield as being the, of, of the reasonable names, to me, the answer at this point for Maryland basketball. Yeah, and, and uh, again, I, I think Andy Enfield likes living in L.A. Okay. Um, why wouldn't you? Sure. Um, and I, I don't know Andy Enfield, so I'm not, I am not uh, qualified to really comment on him. I mean, his record's good, obviously. Um, but there are coaches I know uh, who think that he's a little bit a product of that big run at, at, at Florida Gulf Coast. Yep. Uh, and having a great-looking wife. Okay. And don't think that's not a factor with uh, people in the media, because it is. I, I, I don't necessarily disagree with that. Uh, quickly, I, I'm glad you brought up Ryan Odom. Are you excited? I know that it went south in the second half last night down at Georgetown because they didn't miss a shot, but yeah. I, I think if people expected there was going to be a significant step back for UMBC in the first year under Jim Ferry, I, w- I would say so far it looks pretty good, right? It's... Yeah, Jim Ferry's a good coach. Yeah. I mean, that, that was a good hire. Uh, and I look at him more off his record at LIU than Duquesne, which is a coach killer job. Uh, they, the last time they made an NCAA tournament at Duquesne, the point guard was Norm Nixon. Okay. That's oh, how wow. far back it goes, Jeez. 1977. Uh, I've dealt with him, obviously, since he got here. I knew him before. Uh, I think he's a good coach. It does help that he's able to put five seniors on the floor to start every game. They have experience. And um, Darnell Rogers is a unique headache for opponents. Yep. Because of you know, as as a number of people have said to me, the guys who are playing against him have never dealt with a guy who's five foot two. He's dealt with being five foot two his whole life, so he has that advantage of experience. So I, I think UMBC is going to be fine uh, with Jim. I think they're going to have a chance, as they did under Ryan, to win the league. Vermont is still very good. Uh, they're always very good. They've been very good dating the, back to Tom Brennan and, you know, in, in the early 2000s. Um, but I, I think UMBC will be very competitive in the America East as, as they have been in, in every year since Ryan arrived. You doing Army-Navy on Saturday? I, I am going to be there for the post, yes. Looking okay. forward to it. In fact, tomorrow night we're having a reunion dinner, 25th anniversary of the publication of a Civil War. Very cool. Yeah, with both with players from both Army and Navy. So that'll be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. Very, very cool. 
John Feinstein, always appreciate it, my friend. We have linked up. Um, go pick it up. Raise a fist. Take a knee. It's available right now. It would make a great holiday gift for someone. Maybe if you uh, have a certain somebody in your life, it would be an ironic holiday gift. That well, that and, you, and, you know, I, I understand exactly what you're saying, yeah. but the, the, that person, whomever it might be, might be surprised at some of the things they read uh, in this book. And, and uh, again, I, 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 when I started working on it, I was hoping to create discussion, which we need more of in general. And I, I would love it if that, if that would happen for a lot of people, <laughs> for obvious reasons. Yeah, uh, Jay Feinstein Books on Twitter is how you follow him. John, always appreciate you taking the time for My us. My pleasure. So thank you. Happy holidays. Same to you. See ya. John Feinstein checking in with us here on GCR. And um, I am convincing myself more and more that Andy Anfield is the guy that I want. I'm convincing myself more and more of that. I'm not telling you, like, and I, I'm going to address this a little bit in our print issue coming up at the end of the, uh, the or in, I guess a week from now, basically. I'm, I'm not telling you it's got to be Andy Anfield or something like that, but I'm convincing myself that that's the guy that you could get that would be the best. Now, John Feinstein's point, maybe he just says, I, I'm in Southern California. Why the hell am I leaving here? But it's USC basketball, and I think that there's, there is something to be said for that. And he's not put himself in position the way that Nate Oates has to be the guy that could go get the North Carolina job if that becomes available in a couple years should things not work out with Hubert Davis. Like He, to me, is the most practical name that I'm allowing myself to say, yeah, yeah, he's moving to the top of my list. Now, that, this is not me saying I know something more or I'm more qualified or anything along those lines. And I, I love Ryan Odom. I, nobody's nobody wants to talk about Ryan Odom. There was a report yesterday. Jeff Goodman put out a report that like uh, th- th- that used Juan Dixon's name, and I was I think a lot of people were like, "What?" And I think you need to reread the report or the, the tweet that he sent, and maybe feel like it's just not as strong. Oh, let me see if I can pull it up really quickly. I'm sorry. I know we got a lot to do today, so I don't want to. I don't want to fall too far behind. I guess while I'm doing this, I can say uh, today's show is also brought to you by Window Nation. It's December. That means it's cold, and that of course means that energy bills are going up. But Window Nation is here to help. For December only, 50% off all style windows and a house of windows for only $99 a month. 866-90-NATION or windownation.com in order for you to find out more. That's what you need to do. Uh, Jeff Goodman tweets, One name that has gathered some support with the Maryland opening, former Terp star Juan Dixon, Maryland's all-time leading scorer and 2002 most outstanding player, has been head coach at Coppin State in the MEAC for, since 2017. What he doesn't say is, I'm telling you that internally within the athletic department, they're leaning towards Juan Dixon or something like that. Somebody, of course, there's somebody who cares about Juan Dixon at the University of Maryland because he's Juan Dixon. Because he walks out and says, you see that banner you have right there? It's because of me. Maybe you should consider me. And by the way, he's not wrong. He should be part of the process. Now, I don't think he would be hired as the next coach, but he's not wrong. When you're that guy, you should be part of the process, 1,000%. Do I think Juan Dixon will be the next coach at Maryland? Of course I don't. Is there a point at which you get turned down by the first five candidates that you like and you get to a place where you say, can we save face by hiring a prominent alum? You know, ask Georgetown, ask St. John's, who did that with Chris Mullen. Yeah, that could be a way it goes. 
When we come back in, we're going to chat more about the Ravens. Mike Jones from the USA Today wrote a column this week about what Lamar Jackson's going through and how his game has to evolve again. Today's show also brought to you by the Baltimore-area Chick-fil-A restaurants. If you're looking for a simple holiday meal, try Chick-fil-A catering. From Chick-fil-A nuggets to mac and cheese, enjoy a variety of tray options. Sites perfectly for your get-together. Order through the Chick-fil-A app and bring smiles to your family gathering. Availability and order requirements vary. See restaurant for details. Hey, it's Glenn Clark for Window Nation. Cold weather has arrived, and that means one thing, higher energy bills. But the good news is that Window Nation is here to help. For a limited time, get 50% off all style windows, bays, bows, double hung, and sliders, plus a house of windows for only $99 a month. Rising natural gas prices are affecting everyone, but new Window Nation windows can help. Get 50% off any style window and a house of windows for only $99 a month. Call Window Nation today at 866-90NATION or go online at windownation.com. That's December only. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you. That first sip. That first bite. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Duffy's Garage is a family-owned and operated car care facility in beautiful Baldwin, Maryland. An authorized Maryland inspection station and Napa Pro Care Center with ASE certified techs. Tell them that Glenn Clark sent you and receive 10% off your service with a max discount of $150. You gotta trust where you take your car, so take it to where I take mine. Duffy's Garage in Baldwin. Duffy'sGarageMD.com I love driving my tractor trailer, and just like you, I just want to make it to my destination safely. If you drive too closely to my truck, I can't see you, and you can't see what's in front of me. If I have to brake suddenly, our lives can be changed forever. If a truck stops quickly, can you? Don't tailgate trucks. Brought to you by the Maryland Department of Transportation State Highway Administration. The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Mike Ashley dives in on 20 seasons for Brenda Freeze as the head coach of the Maryland women's basketball team as she looks back but also looks forward. Plus, we introduce you to men's and women's college basketball players from every D1 program in the area. And the very first Baltimore interview with Elijah Green, the son of former Raven Eric Green, who could well be the Orioles' pick with the number one spot in next year's MLB draft. Pressbox is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. You've got questions. They've got answers. Sure, I mean, we'll go with that. It's Glenn and Paul on Glenn Clark Radio. All right. Uh, t- you know, one more Tyus Bowser show scheduled for this season. We hope you guys will come out and join us December 21st, not this next Tuesday night, but the following Tuesday night. We will be at Skipjacks on Bel Air Road in Overly with Tyus Bowser, hopefully after he's been named a Pro Bowler. I, I don't know if they pushed the Pro Bowl nods back a week because there's an extra week in the season. So I don't know if we'll know that yet or not. But Tyus has obviously had an incredible year, and we've had an incredible time with him, and it's been great to see you guys out all year long. Tyus Bowser Show, Tuesday, December 21st at Skipjacks on Bel Air Road in Overly. 
Show's brought to you by Pressbox, Great Eights Memorabilia, My Bookie, Window Depot, Baltimore, Window Depot, Baltimore.com, and Duffy's Garage in Baldwin, Duffy's Garage MD.com. Our next guest, of course, covers the NFL for USA Today, and he wrote an interesting piece about Lamar Jackson and covered a lot of things we've been talking about this week. He is our friend, Mr. Mike Jones. Don't act like you don't know the name, and he's with us here on GCR. Mike, good morning, sir. Thank you, as always, for taking a couple of minutes for us. Hey, good morning. How you doing today? Everything is well. Uh, well, I mean, I say everything is well. Clearly, there's a problem here with how the Ravens have played of late. And what you point out to me, Mike, is is the story. And it, it's very difficult for us, right, because we are loath to criticize Lamar Jackson because he's faced so much unfair criticism during right. the course of his, his career, right? Like, And so we don't like piling on to that because it feels like we're giving ammo to you know the racists or to the people that have just said anything at all that's been nonsensical about Lamar Jackson. But the truth is exactly what you point out in this column. It, everybody can yell about Greg Roman, and they can yell about and, – and, and look, he is dealing the, – there is a significant burden on what Lamar Jackson is being asked to do. They can't run the ball with their running backs. Their offensive line is patchwork. There are problems right now. But to your point, the throws are there for him to make. This is, this is not – there's no need for it to be as bad as it's been in the last three games – because there are open receivers that he can throw the ball to right now. Um, there are. Now that teams are making it difficult, and they figured out, hey, let's blitz the heck out of him. So that way he has to either dump it off or, um, you know, has to get rid of it quickly. Um, but he does have to trust his eyes and trust his receivers because the defense will give him a look and then they'll shift. And I think that sometimes – it looks like they might be having two high safeties, and it actually they shift to man, and then there's a quick opening. you got to hit those windows really quick, and if he hits them, then there's the opportunity for some yards after the catch. But for whatever reason, he's not seeing it. I think some of it, uh, and talking to people around the league who study this and, and are talent evaluators, they say you know, a lot of it has to do with the offensive line. Um, you know, it doesn't look like he's got a lot of confidence in them. Um, like you said, they're patchwork. Um, and then there are times when he holds on to it too long and he gets into trouble. So he's got to find um, the balance, the fine line there, um, but also recognize what the defenses are doing to him and how to take advantage of it. I did feel like that the last portion of that game, when they marched downfield and scored, sure. when they went up-tempo, it was much better. And so I'm like, look, then I put, do put that on Greg Roman. Okay, if the up-tempo stuff is working more effectively – um, and these are quick move down the field developing plays. Why not go to some of that stuff out the gate, um, you know, to help jumpstart this thing? Because obviously Pittsburgh did not want to give up a touchdown. So, and they also knew he was going to throw. And if it worked then, why is it not working otherwise? So that's on the coaching staff to also figure out how do we better position our quarterback to have this, this type of success. So, it's on a little bit of everybody. So I, and I'll follow up two things. I, and I think a lot of us around town, Mike, have talked about the up-tempo thing. It definitely looks. Now, in fairness, the 99-yard drive early in the game wasn't necessarily up-tempo. That, right. that right. seemed to be more just him taking what was there for him underneath, right? Like, and, and, and I think that was really encouraging that you saw that during that drive. But, yeah, I think we talked a lot about the up-tempo thing. I guess the argument on the flip side is you also have a really depleted defense, right? Like you're missing yep. the majority of your secondary, now Marlon Humphrey to boot. You know, is there a risk that you're taking by going up tempo that 
you're wearing down your defense during the course of the game. As we saw, they were picked apart by an 80-year-old Ben Roethlisberger on the Steelers' final drive of the game on Sunday. So so can you go up-tempo from the start, or does that pay – you know, does that take too much of a toll out on a depleted defense? Well, you got to put points on the board, you know. Um, so if if it means that you score quickly and, you know, maybe you go up tempo, get a lead, and then you start slowing it down, you know. Right. It's just like basketball, you know, all of a sudden they start slowing it down. You start sure. throwing around, the, you know, working it around the key and, you know, start milking the clock then. But just mixing it up here and there, maybe that's a way to help. Um, I, I don't know. Um, but... Again, you've got to be able to score more than what you are. And right now, they're, you know, haven't topped the 20 point mark for what, three, four straight games, something like that. Yep. Um, so something's got to give. Um, Mike Jones is with us from USA Today. We're talking about Lamar Jackson, the Baltimore Ravens. Mike, the other thing, and I know Dan Orlovsky pointed this out on Twitter a little bit, is that it, it does seem like there are weird route combinations. And the place where somebody might maybe criticize Greg Roman, or I don't know if it's totally. It, it seems like there's something strange going on where regularly it feels like there are receivers or tight ends that are they're standing in the exact same spot right. of the football field. And yeah. I, I don't – you know, they, they brought in these young minds and T. Martin and Keith Williams. I, I say young, right? Younger, I guess, is the correct way of saying that. And there was this thought that maybe they were going to add some college concepts – but is that something that you think is also having an impact on Lamar, is that there are, there are problems with the routes that the Ravens are running right now? Yeah, well, part of the problem for us is, as we try to diagnose this thing, is we don't know, okay, if you hit this thing quicker, are these guys still in the same spot? That's a fair or, point. Or because there was so much time, did they wind up drifting to this area together because they're like, wait, okay, well, I ran my route, now i got to break it off and kind of try to freelance a little bit and they you know so um if the timing is quicker maybe they're not in the same spot but i definitely do i i've seen the same thing where i was kind of like wait why were two guys there because then you're bringing two defenders there um so you know it's interesting mike is i'm gonna ask this question i know the answer is we have to find out right like i understand that but can the Ravens fix this? And and i mean that in the totality picture right not just Mm -hmm. lamar jackson's struggles but everything they're faced with, all of the players that they have lost, losing Marlon Humphrey on top of it, it is yeah. there a point at which it's simply too much? And for as good as an organization is, for as much depth as they have, and and nobody is blaming anyone in particular, is there a point at which you say, this is insane. It's nuts that they've managed to win eight games so far, given everything they've done. Like, there's, is there a limit? Is there a cracking point when it comes to how much a team can deal with during the course of the season? Yeah, I mean, it could be. It does take a toll on you. But I will say this. Um, look, what other team could have lost, you know, all the running back help and the, all the secondary help and still be 8-4 and four right now? Not a whole lot of teams. Right. Um, so they've done a good job of drafting. Um, they've got a good, you know, amount of depth. Maybe it's something that, and look, they have seriously one of the ultimate erasers at quarterback, even though he's struggling right now. Look, if he throws that ball with just a little more air and if Mark Andrews takes one more step, he catches that thing. And the whole narrative is now, man, the Ravens showed us once again, they can win gritty. They can win ugly, you know? Um, so I still think that, look, sometimes you have off days. Um, especially when you got a lot on you. When you look at every single team that's up at the top of the AFC, they are flawed. And 
any one of them could go down at any point. And you look at the second half of that pack, the guys that are at seven, six, eight, um, and AFC, they all are up and down and flawed as well. So when you get to the playoffs, experience matters. And I think that the Ravens can, you know, I know that they're going to be shorthanded at certain spots, but I still feel like they have a good chance here. Um, and, and so I, I wouldn't bury them yet. Um, I know they've got to get stuff figured out. And again, you know, they're duct taping this thing together is more injuries, but everybody around the league this time of year has got some injuries and uh, are finding, you know, the good teams find a ways uh, to, to overcome that. Um, yes, it's going to be challenging, but I'm not ready to bury them yet just because of the fact that, look, the, the Chiefs aren't lighting it up like we know they have. Sure. Buffalo just got punked by New England. Um, you know, Cincinnati's inconsistent. Pittsburgh, they're probably going to have a really ugly game, you know, tonight on a short week. Um, you know, they're, everybody you can point to has got some problems. The Chargers are up and down. So, look, I know a lot of teams look at the Ravens and, and still view them as a team that they are gunning for even though they have all these problems. I, I agree. I, let me have the awkward conversation with you, Mike, which is what if things don't change for Lamar the rest of the year? What if teams continue to bring this pressure and he continues to struggle against it? And I, I am. I think he's far too talented and I think he's far too capable and we know how hard he works. But for the sake of the conversation... What if this continues, and instead of it being a bad three-game stretch, we get to the end of the year, and we're talking about a bad seven or eight games that he played. Does does this start to have an impact on whether or not he gets the the mega deal that you know we've all assumed that he was going to get at the end of this season? Is there a point at which this becomes not just an anomaly, but something that ends up being concerning to the Ravens, to the rest of the NFL, that... Like for whatever reason, cover zero and all of this pressure is an Achilles heel for Lamar Jackson. Not for me, because the offensive line that's patchwork and stuck together, and the look at the fact that nobody can run the football consistently on this team except for him. Um, and your wide receivers haven't even all been on the field consistently um, together. You know, they've been in and out. Um, and then the defense. So there's a ton of problems. If they had a strong, healthy running game, um, to ease pressure on him if they had a healthy offensive line to yeah. ease pressure. We've seen him take steps forward this year as a passer. I mean, he, the whole narrative was he couldn't play from behind. And he has won shootouts with Patrick Mahomes. He's won, you know, I mean, he's, he's had, what, four comeback wins this year. He almost had another one if the ball was, you know, a couple inches uh, to another spot there. So I know it's ugly right now, but do you think that the Chiefs would hesitate and they would do that deal with Patrick Mahomes all over again, even though he's having kind of a struggle-filled season right now? There aren't a lot of guys that can have the type of impact that Lamar Jackson is having. Um, You've got to continue to work and improve what's around him. And, you know, this is still, what, year four? You know, his evolution process is not complete. And, again, we saw growth, and now it's more growth because – Okay, he can pick a team apart when he's got time. Um, there are times when, you know, he makes amazing plays. He's just got to find that consistency. And if he finds it, he's already scary. Talk to any defender in the league, and nobody's going to say that they're not scared of Lamar Jackson and what he can do. It's just about more growth and more supporting cast around him. 
uh, does anything at all actually matter? Because at this point, Mike, should we all just make peace with the idea that it's just going to be a Brady Belichick Super Bowl because the NFL is going to make damn sure that they get a Brady Belichick Super Bowl? Well, I don't know if the league will make sure, but I, the football guys might be uh, pulling some strings up there uh, because, again, we talked about how every team in the AFC has got some flaws, but New England has the probably the least amount of them, and they just might be the most cohesive, most well-rounded, well-coached team in the league. And so I wouldn't be surprised if we say it now again. Experience matters. It'll be interesting to see if Mac Jones can win a shootout with Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson or you know any of these other quarterbacks in the AFC. Um, but we do know that Bill Belichick knows how to X and O it up with the best of them. I mean, on Monday, they had 10 guys in the box, and they still were getting four and five, six yards to carry. So it would be great football to watch uh, the them versus uh, the Tom Brady and the Bucks. Um, you know, I guess we'll see. I, I know this much, Mike. It, for all of the conspiracy theorists, if we get anything other than Buccaneers-Patriots, then you know the NFL cannot rig anything. They cannot. Right, exactly. They, they, this, this will end the argument. <laughs> If it is yep. anything other than those two teams in the Super Bowl, even if one of them gets there but the other one doesn't, you will know beyond a shadow of a doubt the National Football League is not capable of rigging games because right. if they could, exactly. they would make sure it was those two teams that were meeting in the Super Bowl. Mike, what can I plug for you, sir, uh, podcast-wise, social media? What plugs can we get in for you? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at ByMikeJones. Go to usatoday.com. Um, have a story today about the leading candidates uh, for Coach of the Year, uh, that'll be posted sometime today, um, and uh, be uh, you know continuing to uh, chronicle this NFL season. All right, Mike Jones, always appreciate you, my friend. Thank you so much for taking the time for us. Happy holidays. Let's talk again real soon. All right. It's... All right, same to you. Thanks for having me, Mike Jones from uh, USA Today. Mike Jones. When we, uh, when we, uh, it won't be quite because you know Paul wasn't here for the entirety of the year. But if we ever do a moments of the year on this show, it will one thousand percent be topped by when um, Lamar Jackson was so excited about Mike Jones having the name Mike Jones, and it led to an entire love fest between the Ravens and, and Mike Jones, and then we got the actual Mike Jones to come on this show. And I, it, it just, I can't put into words. It's st I still get goosebumps. I literally, I don't do this anymore. I don't get excited about anything. It's just a job. I spent the night before I knew Mike Jones was on my show texting friends from college dude mike jones is coming on my show tomorrow i'm freaking the f out and not even in like the top probably 500 of famous people that we've ever had on this show or any of the shows that i've done in the past just on a personal level something that meant a lot to me oh so excited about that all right, still to come today, we're going to make our picks. The Press Box Fantasy Football Show is still on the way. A lot to do on the program. If you missed last night, Stan the Fan Charles caught up with John Martin from the Maryland Lottery, the director of the Maryland Lottery, because it is official tonight at National Harbor, tomorrow at Live Casino and uh, Hotel, and also, I believe, one other uh, casino. You will be able to make bets in person. So Stan the Fan got the lowdown on exactly what you need to know. You can go watch the show, facebook.com slash pressboxsports. Click on the videos tab or go to pressboxonline.com slash video. 
in order to see that program, um, also Doug DeSin says from earlier in the week. So go check that out right now in those locations. Stan the Fan. And I believe he's got another show tonight, too. He's doing a special, a, a tri-show week. So um, it's very exciting. Stan the Fan, very busy man this holiday season. We'll come back in. I want to touch on a couple things, and then when KZ gets here, we'll make the picks. It's Glenn Clark Radio. What's up, everybody? This is Tyus Bowser. I can't wait to see you guys for the Tyus Bowser show this fall. We're going to be taking the show on the road all over the area. You can meet me and my very special guests. If you can't make it out, you can watch the show on live on Pressbox Facebook page or listen the next day. Find out more about where we'll be by checking out PressboxOnline.com slash Bowser. We'll see you all season long for the Tyus Bowser show. The next Tyus Bowser show is Tuesday, December 21st at Skipjacks on Bel Air Road in Overly. The show is brought to you by Pressbox. Grade 8's memorabilia, Window Depot Baltimore, windowdepotbaltimore.com, Duffy's Garage in Baldwin, Duffy's MD.com, and the NFL chick Sarita Hubbard joins the show courtesy of my bookie. Looking for a simple holiday meal? Try Chick-fil-A Catering. From Chick-fil-A nuggets to mac and cheese, enjoy a variety of tray options sized perfectly for your get-together. Order through the Chick-fil-A app and bring smiles to your family gathering. Availability and order requirements vary. See restaurant for details. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches. And top it off with a rich, hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. The all-new FanDuel Sportsbook is coming soon to Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover. Maryland, this is your chance to win big right in your own backyard. Bet on every sport with self-service kiosks and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. Make every moment more at the all-new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. Window Depot Baltimore provides the highest quality Pro-Via windows, doors, and siding for all budgets. The best is finally affordable. Call them today for a free in-home consultation at 410-941-3499. They also offer Zoom and FaceTime consultations in an effort to practice social distancing. A proud sponsor of the Tyus Bowser Show, you can find out more at windowdepotbaltimore.com. Hey, it's KZ. The Pressbox Fantasy Football Show is back, as always, on Thursdays. You can catch it at 1130. We're brought to you this year, CCBC and Glory Days Grill. You can catch the show two ways, Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports or PressBoxOnline.com slash radio. The slash radio is if you want to listen. On Facebook is if you actually want to see my ugly face. We're going to have a lot of fun this year. DFS, daily lineups, keepers, all kinds of fun stuff. Please tune in, Pressbox Fantasy Football Show every Thursday, 11.30 a.m. If you miss anything, don't forget that you can find whole shows later on Spotify, Apple, or Amazon Podcast. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Project Game Day returns this Sunday. Speaking of KZ, he's going to be with me post-game for Project Game Day. Looking forward to that. I'll be with you at halftime. Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports for both shows. PressBoxOnline.com slash radio as well for the post-game show. It is all brought to you by Glory Days Grill, Window Nation, and Underdog Fantasy Football. We'll see you for Project Game Day this Sunday for the Baltimore-Cleveland matchup. Um, everybody's fighting with John Feinstein in the uh, comments on Twitter today because they're mad at him. And, I, you know, I look, I, I, I disagree. 
John Feinstein's take was mod. It's not like he was taking shots at Maryland or suggesting that. Um, and by the way, as I've said a million times, Mark Turgeon didn't get fired and was not going to get fired. I don't know how many times we can say this. That wasn't what happened, nor was it what was going to happen. Did I say did that combination of words actually work? Now, it might have happened at the end of this year, but it wasn't going to happen last week. There had to be conspiracy. He, th- when we use the term mutual, I know everybody rolls their eyes. I think it was Dana O'Neill from ESPN who's like, I'll never use the word mutual because it's just what you say when it's a firing. No, every ounce of reporting that I have done and that everyone else has done has come to the same conclusion. Nothing about this was a firing. It was a mutual decision. Now, it was one that Mark Turgeon felt like he had to make because he didn't have support. That's whatever, but he was not being fired, and Maryland would not have fired him last Friday. That would not have occurred had he not been interested in getting out. So anything where you're putting blame on Maryland becomes very tricky. To his point, coaches don't get fired when they make the NCAA tournament six times in seven years. He's right. Steve Lavin is the only one. Not tech. I think there was somebody else, but... Steve Lavin's the most modern one. And the others typically were involved with some sort of scandal. Steve Lavin is the only one that you could point out that got fired just based on performance after making six or seven NCAA tournaments. I do think it will... There will be things that will limit what Maryland can do in a coaching search. I've said this over and over again. I don't think Maryland is the program that can get Nate Oates. You want to call him, call him. 100% find out. But my gut is you're helping him get more money somewhere else. I think there are limitations at Maryland because they don't have a practice facility. I think there are limitations at Maryland because it's been 20 years since they've been in a Final Four. But I, I, where I disagree and where a lot of people disagree with John, I don't think it's going to be because of what happened to Mark Turgeon. I don't think that will have anything to do with whether or not a coach makes a decision to come to Maryland. It's a business. These things happen. And again, Mark Turgeon left in part on his own volition. If you go to a place and you say to yourself, I think that we should be able to um, just win games here, never actually achieve anything, and the fans shouldn't turn on me, then, yeah, you're probably right. This isn't the job for you. Probably true. I would, I would probably look elsewhere at that point. Ken Zalis was very happy about Mark Turgeon being out as Maryland basketball coach. If you can turn Ken's mic back on, please. Uh, you, you were, you, you are, this is, here's the thing I'll never, I'll never understand celebrating something like this. I don't get that. I didn't celebrate. It's not like I I ran around the neighborhood. Your comments on Facebook and Twitter were celebratory. I was happy he was gone. Yes. Should have been gone long ago. I think that there's nothing wrong with saying, I think this was the right thing to do. Yes. But celebrating someone getting fired to me is, or losing something like this, that's when, that's when you've got a... When someone's a yes. bad coach, you're you're making my celebration into something that like I didn't like the guy and things. I don't think he's a very good basketball coach, and I get that they've gone to the NCAA tournament six out of seven years in the COVID year. Probably his best team. It was really a shame. He hasn't done well in the tournament. That's a I, okay. By the way, so 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 to me, it was the same thing. I mean, everybody gets on me not so much anymore because they think it's just a thing with me now about Harbaugh and the and the but the my pro, my biggest problem besides the 
the the the things that I don't like how he handles a football team on game day that I've had with Harbaugh is that he didn't win the playoffs. He didn't get to the playoffs for a very long time after the Super Bowl, and they didn't win in the playoffs. What? They got the playoffs two years after they no, won no, the no, Super Bowl. No, no, but but what I'm saying is since then they they went through like four out of five years. Oh yeah, there was a no, stretch. I know, I, I, yes. But what I'm saying is, and then they they didn't win. For a while, they kept on bowing out in the first round until they won a playoff game, and it's like, okay, they won a playoff game. That's good. Wasn't good enough for to just get there and I don't know what get a participant. Sudden, it was sudden, my same problem. No, it was my same problem. You compare John to, Harbaugh to Mark Turgeon. Well, John Harbaugh is a Hall of Famer. John Harbaugh yeah. will be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and I know you don't like that, okay, but you fine. can't change reality. That's fine. That's fine. There's no comparison uh, okay. between John Harbaugh and Mark Turgeon. They yeah, there there are. They're both terrible in game day. <laughs> They're both terrible in game day. That's my I comparison. I can't do this. That's my I comparison. Can't, I, can't I wasn't do celebrating. They're terrible I think on game he, day. I think he will go somewhere. Terrible, he I says. I think he will go somewhere. He will do a very nice job somewhere. I think it was time for the message to be different. I have no problem, for, by for the, the way, with any of that. That, 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 that was part my, doesn't bother I, me. So, yes. It's as a Maryland fan. You're trying to compare him to Mark. You're trying to compare Mark Turgeon to John Harbaugh. No. I did not bring up John Harbaugh. I assure you, I did not bring up John Harbaugh. You did. This is my same problem. I was comparing the in-game management of team, and that's my biggest problem. I swear. You you act like I I had a party and fireworks were were going off in my backyard. Ken. I said it was about time. I watched I watched you. I can I can go back and you pull were it up. Celebratory. I can go back. Uh, I was stuck in my house. What do you want me to do? You were celebratory. I've been bored for a long time. <sighs> I'm still happy about it. <laughs> all right. I think ultimately it was something that was going to have to happen, but um, in no ways am I excited about it. In no ways I think depends it's, who they get. Um, I, I that to me there's no coach that short of doing something that I think is impossible. Like, if they land Nate Oates, holy crap, right? But I'm, it's so impossible to me that it's not worth the, the I conversation. Think, I think there's there's a big discrepancy of what kind of job the Maryland job is around no, I think experts and I, media it's people. It's not as much of a discrepancy among experts. It's, I mean, I, I've seen I've seen it's a, it's, it's a top you 15 see, job you see that all the way down to it. Cla- John Rothstein is a clown. If you're well, getting no, no, your information John Roth, from I've John seen, Rothstein, I, you I need to even, have I don't help. even think I re- read anything he wrote. There but are I've plenty of people that think it's a, a bottom tier top 20, top 25 job at the moment, right? There's That's the well, essential. Top, tw- right, top 20. But not number seven. Oh, no. Top 20, which means it's more like 20. Okay. That's what it is. And if you're Nate Oates, that's a good job for a lot of coaches. But for the guy, for the guy everybody in the country wants, you're not cashing in all of your chips to take the Maryland job. That's insane. That's nuts. That's bonkers. That's batty. It's crazy to think that Nate Oates, who could have any job he wanted, would say, I could tell he? you what it is. Yes, 100%. Any job, any, job. any job that becomes available, Nate Oates that would That becomes available. Yes, correct. Okay, well, Maryland's available now. I understand that. That's not the job he wants. And if it changes, if I end up being wrong about Still that. make a phone call. I'll, nobody's saying don't make the phone call. Any, call all of them. Call Mark Few. Find out if he wants the job. That's a good idea. I've never heard that name. It's, Jesus Christ. Today's show. It's a good idea, though. Hate you so much. <laughs> Today's show is brought to you by the Press Box Print Issue. We're only about a week away from the new print issue hitting newsstands, so go get this one right now. With Brenda Free is on the cover before it's gone. It's available at your neighborhood Royal Farms, any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find Press Box. Read it all, pressboxonline.com. We're two breaks behind, so we're going to grab a break here, then we're going to make our picks. That's what we're going to do. KZ is here. We'll make our picks next. It's Glenn Clark Radio. 
Glory Days Grill's winter seasonal menu is back with comfort classics like their house-made meatloaf and short rib grilled cheese. It also features the center-cut sirloin with grilled shrimp, the char-grilled pork tenderloin, grilled meatloaf sandwich, smoky thigh wings with Alabama barbecue sauce, and a Brussels and bacon appetizer. All of these items pair well with Devil's Backbone 8-point IPA or their anniversary IPA brewed by Devil's Backbone. And try their seasonal cocktails, Blood Orange Bird Bourbon Cider, Apple Ginger Mule, and Captain's Hot Cider. Find out more and get your order in today at GloryDaysGrill.com. Great food, good sports. Window Depot Baltimore provides the highest quality Pro-Via windows, doors, and siding for all budgets. The best is finally affordable. Call them today for a free in-home consultation at 410-941-3499. They also offer Zoom and FaceTime consultations in an effort to practice social distancing. A proud sponsor of the Tyus Bowser Show, you can find out more at WindowDepotBaltimore.com. I've driven my tractor trailer millions of miles and I've seen it all. The next time you change lanes when driving, remember because of the sheer weight and size of my truck, I'm not able to stop quickly if you cut me off and brake suddenly. One wrong decision could change our lives forever. Trucks need room to stop. Don't cut it close. Brought to you by the Maryland Department of Transportation State Highway Administration. Looking for a simple holiday meal? Try Chick-fil-A Catering. From Chick-fil-A nuggets to mac and cheese, enjoy a variety of tray options sized perfectly for your get-together. Order through the Chick-fil-A app and bring smiles to your family gathering. Availability and order requirements vary. See restaurant for details. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a wide range of models and trim lines. You can choose the perfect Toyota to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer to Day. What's up, everybody? This is Tyus Bowser. I can't wait to see you guys for the Tyus Bowser Show this fall. We're going to be taking the show on the road all over the area. You can meet me and my very special guests. If you can't make it out, you can watch the show on live on Pressbox Facebook page or listen the next day. Find out more about where we'll be by checking out pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. We'll see you all season long for the Tyus Bowser Show. The next Tyus Bowser Show is Tuesday, December 21st at Skipjacks on Bel Air Road in Overly. The show is brought to you by Pressbox, Grade 8's Memorabilia, Window Depot Baltimore, WindowDepotBaltimore.com, Duffy's Garage in Baldwin, Duffy's Garage MD.com, and the NFL chick Sarita Hubbard joins the show courtesy of my bookie. We can't imagine why you'd want to, but you can watch GCR live. It's at Facebook.com slash Sports. And try to guess whether these guys are wearing any pants. Coming up in just a few minutes, the Press Box Fantasy Football Show with Ken Zalas. We do it every Thursday morning, 11.30 a.m. It's brought to you by CCBC Glory Days Grill and the Maryland Department of Transportation. Get your questions in right now at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter, and KZ will answer them coming up in just a few minutes. Picks are brought to you by Underdog Fantasy Football. KZ, did you win anything playing Underdog last week? I did win. I won a couple of times with with Underdog. I won. I came up uh, a half a point short on my big NBA one, but you know, we, we do what we got to do. But uh, yeah, um, Underdog Fantasy. It's just like you can play in so many ways. Traditional fantasy, like you know, salary cap. I won one of those last week. Um, Five dollars in you. Casey sent me a screen cap of one of the ones that he missed on, by the way. You missed by a, a half, half a point. A half, half a point. A half a point. Yeah. I forget even who it was. Yeah. But um, but there's so many ways to play. I mean, I, I know we're all excited about uh, 
uh, we can place bets in, in Maryland soon, but you still can't do it from your phone. Nope. Um, and it's going to be a while. And it's going to be a while. Um, but you can do like prop bets, uh, parlays uh, uh, on players with uh, underdog, not only NFL, but NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball, once that comes back, uh, all kinds of fun stuff. Um, and the best part is right now. You said now, that with such confidence once, if it comes back, I think is the more important. What? In Major League Baseball, if it comes back. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, if I, I forget, I mean they're yeah, locked right. out. Yeah, um, I even did a soccer one the other day. Ooh, look at you! Thing, if that's your thing, uh, best part is you can go sign up for free right now at Underdog Fantasy on Twitter and UnderdogFantasy.com, believe it is on the yes, internet. Yes, it is correct. I, I never use the internet. I'm I, sorry, as far as Underdog goes. How old are you? I only use the app. I only so use the I app. Never use the uh, internet. If you if you sign up today, uh, put in the code PressBox. And they'll match up to one hundred dollars in your first deposit. So put in a hundred, you have two hundred to play with. It's like having a hundred dollars. You know, you can't lose for your first hundred dollars. All right, very go. good. Uh, the, here's the, the here's the thing. It's tightening up a little bit at the top of the table. Kyle's back within three games of me at the top of the table, despite having perished a little while ago. It is not tightening up at the bottom of the table. <laughs> it's not. Andrew Stecker went one and eight last week. It is a, an utter and complete disaster at the bottom of the table right now for Andrew Stecka. Now. It's a quick turnaround, though. Uh, what's that? Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, like he went from, as, as far, he, from yes. like middle to the bottom. Like so two so maybe he can yeah, go, the, he other can go way. the other way. John Proctor's got to be feeling good right now. There is time. Um, we are running out of college games to pick, however. There will be one this week, and then the bowl. some of the top bowl games will pick, and that will be that for college games the rest of the way. It's going to be a lot of NFL games, which I assume means we have to throw in a couple that aren't exactly marquee matchups in order to get the nine for the week, especially with a few teams still on by. So let's get into it. Um, I assume that we begin with the one college game there is to pick this week. Yep. You got the Army Black Knights at the Navy Midshipmen at MetLife Stadium on Saturday at 3 p.m. The line is Army by seven and a half. I mean, I wish. I, I wish. I, I, Army. I mean, I, I you know, yeah. I guess somebody would say, what are you doing? These games are always low scoring and they're always close, but it's just been such a struggle. I, yeah. I'm, I'm going to regret it, but I'm going Army. Yeah, I, I'm the same way. I, I, I agree. They're always close. They're always... You know, they know what each other's going to do. Yep. They run the same. Well, and there's basic not a lot offense. of possessions, right? Frankly. There's not, but but Navy just hasn't been it this year. So I, I got. I know they played a little bit better down the stretch yeah. this season, but I, I can't do it either. Kyle, the only one. No, on I like Navy. it. I like. It. Well, I don't really like it because I could get him back within two. Boy, that is that is nerve wracking. All right, Thursday night football tonight: the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, the Vikings favored by three. Hey, <laughs> I mean, oh God, I hate this. Like, if it was anything above three, you'd immediately take the Steelers, right? You'd immediately say you're giving me. But at three alone, you're like, ah. man, I'll take the Vikings. I don't know why, but I'll take the Vikings. I'll take the Vikings as well. Uh, Dalvin Cook looks like he's going to play. We'll get to that more in yep. the in the fantasy show. Um, no Joe Hayden on the other side. Uh, Kirk Cousins actually played pretty well um, recently. Uh, and the Steelers can't run the ball all of a sudden. So, yeah. Yep, the two of you on uh, Minnesota, everybody else on Pittsburgh. All right. Mm. Uh, Dallas Cowboys at the Washington football team on Sunday at 1 o'clock. Dallas by 4. I don't get that line. 
I mean, this is a crapshoot type of game, the way that these two teams are playing. Uh, Casey made the point last week, and ended up being right about it. The Washington defense has finally, you know, come into their own and, and been the unit we thought they were going to be. Um, Dallas, I don't know, in moments looks competent, and Tony Pollard certainly has been a bit of a revelation this season, but I don't have significant faith in them. I think it's a crapshoot game, and when you've got a crapshoot game and one of the teams is getting four points, I almost feel like it would be reckless not to take them. So Washington is the pick. Yeah, I have to. I, I, I took Washington as well. Um, a weird, like the game's in Washington, right? No, I think it's in Dallas. Isn't Where's it? the game? It's in it's in Washington. Oh, it's in Washington. All right. So yeah. four point. Yeah, I, I don't get that at all. I'm, I'm, I, they're running the ball well with with Gibson now, and like I said, you know, it, this is a month now. The Washington defense has played really good football. I'll, I'll take I'll take the four. Two peas in the pot. Everybody else. Wow. Boy, this is. I know this is good. Ken, Kyle, sorry, Kyle sure. might be in first place by a lot. Yeah, but at the end of this week, this might be an Andrew Stecka like. I have a ten-game lead on Stecka for the bottom, mm, and you could end no, up giving yeah. a couple of back. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you got the Las Vegas Raiders at the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday at one o'clock. Kansas City by eight and a half. <sighs> Boy, this is tough. I mean, because you just keep thinking to yourself, Kansas City. But because they're winning, you're like, well, they're they're Kansas City, but they're not Kansas City again. They're just not scoring. They're eight. They, they blew them out last time. Eight and a half, though. Eight and a half. Or I'm going to revert back to Kansas City never covers. I know they did last week, but they I'm going to. It was a smaller number. I'm going to revert back to Kansas City never covers. I'm going to take the Raiders. Yeah. Um I'm going to take Kansas City, and and the reason I'm surprisingly going to take Kansas City has nothing to do with their offense. Their defense playing really, really well right now, um, and the Raiders. Uh, look, you, you don't have the passing game that you once have. You still don't have Waller. Uh, Jacobs is a little beat up. I, I I'll take Kansas City. Glenn and Proctor Oof. alone on that ship. Oof. Right. Uh, Kyle and I have entirely wow. different picks, by the way, <laughs> yeah. to this oh point. Kyle and I have yes. entirely different yeah. picks. Uh, San Francisco 49ers at the Cincinnati Bengals, not the Lions, um, uh, on Sunday at 425, San Francisco by one and a half. I don't get that line either. I know there's concern about Joe Mixon, but like he didn't practice because he was sick. He also has a he le- neck thing. He, but left, like, he left for a portion of the game with a neck thing. But, like, I... I I just don't. I don't. He I don't burrow with a bad pinky. But he played well with the bad pinky. Uh, that's besides the, the point. The game turned. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not telling you which way to go. I'm just telling you the, why the, the line is like it was. Yeah, but it just still doesn't make sense. The game. The, the game last week. Did, all of a sudden, when he hurt his pinky, that's when they started playing, and they got back within two after he hurt his pinky. Not before they were getting their ass kicked before he hurt his pinky. Then he hurts his pinky. Suddenly they get back into the game, and then it was a fumble that turned the tide and was the reason why the Chargers were able to win. The the Bengals. This is a this is a stink line. It's a stink line that almost makes me think myself I can't do it, but I'm doing it anyway. The Bengals. I'll take the 49ers. Uh, it seems like every time we all want to buy in, or the public wants to buy in to the Bengals, all of a sudden they lose like three in a row. You know, we did that with the Ravens game, and they went into into a couple of game losing streak and then they and they look at them they won again and now they, they I I I'll take the 49ers. Ken Lone Wolf Zalas uh, okay. has a nice ring to it. That's You're the okay. only one on San Francisco. I like that. 
All right, you got the Buffalo Bills at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 425 on CBS. Tampa Bay by three. I really hate it too, man. I really hate it too. Um, I I don't know. I can't take anything from that football game on Monday night. Nothing nothing. from that game. I learned nothing about the Buffalo Bills during the course of that game. Um, The game was insane. That wasn't actually football. It was fun to watch. Maybe for you. I don't care. It does does nothing for me. Glenn's hard to entertain these days. That's not true. Entertaining football is entertaining football. This wasn't. They didn't throw the ball. It was so much fun. (laughs) Not football. It's true. (sighs) Tampa, they're at home. It's only three points. Tampa. Uh, White being gone for the season for Buffalo is the only reason I'm taking Tampa because I think they can throw a little bit more than they would have been able to. All right. Unanimous. Tampa Bay across Mm. the board. You guys have a lot of unanimous on Tampa Bay this year. It's three points at home. They're good. It's three points at home. Like, it's hard to not. I don't know who the opponent would be that I I wouldn't. And it wouldn't shock me if Buffalo went in there and blew the doors off of them either. I'm I'm not hating on you guys. Just an observation. Three points at home. Next. All right, Chicago Bears at Green Bay Packers. Uh, Sunday Night Football, Green Bay by 12 and a half. I hate the line, but yeah. and I know Justin Fields is back this week. Green, and like, super. Green Bay. Yeah, Green Bay. I'm not even going to tell you anything about it. Yeah, it's, it's unanimous, Green <laughs> Bay. Uh, Rams at Cardinals. But I get it. It's tough right now. By the way, we normally don't do Monday Night Games, but like we're just there's we got to get eight games now. So yeah, Rams at Cardinals, Monday Night Football, 8-15. Arizona, the home team, by two and a half. Cardinals. Yeah, Arizona's getting real healthy, so I'm going to take the Cardinals as well. Uh, John Proctor, the only one who took the Rams. All right. Very good. And then Wait, Fra- Andrew Stecker took took the Cardinals? Yeah, you're good. Wow. You're good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he never does never. that. That's right. Never, never ever takes the Cardinals. <laughs> Great point. He waited until they were playing the Rams. I know. Rams I know. I know. It's just weird. <laughs> right? Like, I thought like, for sure he was going to All he really wants is back waxed. Like yeah. that, that, that well, no, 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 it's not that. No, it's, like, just, it's almost the opposite of that. It's yeah. almost like now he's panicked, and he, ha- he wouldn't take the Cardinals against the Browns. Yeah. Like, he wouldn't take the Cardinals against anyone this season. But suddenly it's the Rams, who we think are a good team, and that's the week he's jumping on board with the Cardinals? I, I think the Rams are going to win that game. They don't want to lose four in a row. Uh, well, I mean, nobody wants nobody to. Nobody wants to. It's it the Cardinals, to. though. They're, I don't know if you noticed. They're the best team in football. Uh Baltimore Ravens at the Cleveland Browns at one o'clock on Sunday. Cleveland by two and a half. I, look, I have, no, I'm, in, it's insane for me to pick the Ravens again, but I'm going to because there's no world in which the Browns should be favored by two and a half points. That's that's a stink line too. There's nothing about the Browns. You can tell me all you want about the bye last week. You watched the game two weeks ago. They weren't competitive. It looks like they were competitive because of a controversial touchdown. Anybody who watched that game saw the Browns couldn't do anything. So to suddenly. The scenario by which the Browns beat the Ravens is the scenario in which they pound the ball on the ground. And maybe they'll do that, right? Like, maybe they will. But they tried to two weeks ago, and they couldn't. I get it. Marlon Humphrey's gone. I understand that. There's nothing about the Browns that says to me they're the team that takes advantage of that. That all being said, I'm not telling you the Browns won't win the game. I just don't like the line. There's no world in which the Browns should be two-and-a-half-point favorites over the Ravens. Ravens. So... I thought I was going to be slick in this and and take the team that nobody else was going to take, and I thought there would be a lot of people taking the Browns with Humphrey out, the way the Ravens have played. I'm going to take the Ravens as well. Um, I just it's a weird line for me. It's a stink line. It's a weird line for me, which tells me that Vegas thinks the Browns are not very good, and I 
don't disagree with them. Proctor, Lone Wolf on Cleveland. How about that? Okay. How about that? All right. Picks are also brought to you by your local Toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com. Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. Picks will be up momentarily at uh, glenclarkradio.com. When we come back in, we will get tubular and we'll wrap it up and turn things over to the Pressbox Fantasy Football Show. That's next. It's Glenn Clark Radio. The all-new FanDuel Sportsbook is coming soon to Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover. Maryland, this is your chance to win big right in your own backyard. Bet on every sport with self-service kiosks and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. Make every moment more at the all-new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. Need to hone your computer skills to boost your career? Or maybe you want an IT certification. CCBC Continuing Education has the courses and programs you need for a career in the computer field. And it's all tuition free. From the basics to specialized training, we have the classes you need from hardware to programming to cybersecurity and so much more. It's your choice. It's your career. Call 443-840-4700 or visit ccbcmd.edu slash computer training. Hey, it's Glenn Clark for Window Nation. Cold weather has arrived, and that means one thing, higher energy bills. But the good news is that Window Nation is here to help. For a limited time, get 50% off all style windows, bays, bows, double hung, and sliders, plus a house of windows for only $99 a month. Rising natural gas prices are affecting everyone, but new Window Nation windows can help. Get 50% off any style window and a house of windows for only only $99 a month. Call Window Nation today at 866-90NATION or go online at windownation.com. That's December only. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you. From all of the biggest games to the smallest events, make every bet worth your while at MyBookie. Start by doubling your first deposit instantly with MyBookie's first deposit bonus up to $1,000. Double your money before you even place a bet, and all you have to do is sign up and deposit using the exclusive promo code PRESSBOX at MyBookie.ag. If your first deposit is $100, MyBookie adds $100 so you can start with $200 to play with. If your first deposit is $1,000, MyBookie adds $1,000 so you can start with $2,000 to play with. With tons of great games and prop bets to take advantage of this week, there is truly something for everyone. Don't wait any longer. Head to MyBookie today to redeem your double deposit bonus so you can start winning big today. That's promo code PRESSBOX to receive double your first deposit instantly in your account. No hassle, no wait. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Duffy's Garage is a family-owned and operated car care facility in beautiful Baldwin, Maryland. An authorized Maryland inspection station and Napa Pro Care Center with ASE certified techs. Tell them that Glenn Clark sent you and receive 10% off your service with a max discount of $150. You gotta trust where you take your car, so take it to where I take mine. Duffy's Garage in Baldwin. Duffy'sGarageMD.com Stay tuned. Your chance to win a million dollars is coming up. Probably not from us. You're listening to Glenn Clark Radio. Mobile One Full Synthetic Motor Oil helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Loop service center. Ask for Mobile One. Skipping tidbit today. If we had done it, it would have been brought to you by the Baltimore area Chick-fil-A restaurants. If you are looking for a simple holiday meal, then if I were you, 
I would try Chick-fil-A catering. From Chick-fil-A nuggets to mac and cheese, enjoy a variety of tray options sized perfectly for your get-together. Order through the Chick-fil-A app and bring smiles to your family gathering. Availability and order requirements vary. See restaurant for details. Totally Tubular brought to you today by... Ooh, this one's brought to you by the Tyus Bowser Show, which returns on Tuesday, December 21st. Final Tyus Bowser Show of the season. At least the final scheduled Tyus Bowser Show of the season. I don't think we're going to do it. It's just too much risk involved in doing it in the postseason. Because, you know, what if they things go south? But I'll leave it that way. Just say it's the final scheduled Tyus Bowser Show for the year. It's going to be at Skipjacks on Bel Air Road in Overly. We will see you on the 21st. You got some family, some friends coming in town. Bring them by. Have them hang out with uh, one of the best players uh, on the team this season. Tyus Bowser will be there with a special guest. It's all brought to you by Pressbox Grade 8's memorabilia, My Bookie, Window Depot, Baltimore, WindowDepotBaltimore.com, and Duffy's Garage in Baldwin, Duffy's Garage MD.com. Here's what's coming up tonight. Fox NFL Network and Amazon for Steelers Vikings at 820. Uh, ESPN's got the College Football Awards at 7 o'clock. Now, who's, it, did, did Chris Rock get that gig, or who's hosting the College Football No, no. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Uh, college Hoops, I'll let you find on you. I, I don't actually expect you to know. That's the bit. That was the, that was the bit that we were doing there. You can go find all the College Hoops at glennclarkradio.com. Nothing that particularly stands out. There's one Big Ten game, Purdue Rutgers at 7 on BTN. NBA TV for Jazz 76ers at 7. WWE Network for NXT UK at 3. Axis TV Impact Wrestling at 8. Some non-sports highlights. Uh, Will Forte is on Jimmy Kimmel Live on ABC 11:35 tonight. Uh, you have the Blacklist, Law and Order, SVU, and Law and Order: Organized Crime on uh, NBC. Also on NBC 11:35, uh, Miley Cyrus and Pete Davidson are on the Tonight Show with Jimmy. Fallon. They're probably dating now. That's the uh, Pete. Uh, da- that's no, the way he, it works with Pete Davidson. With the Kim I know, he's with, but no, that now he's probably dating Miley he date, Cyrus. He dates them all. Yes, correct. Um, and just like that series premiere, it's a, the the. Follow up to Sex in the City, uh, oh. if, if that's if that's your cup of tea. I did not. I was unaware. Um, Is it with the same people? Yeah. Oh, hang on. I, yeah, I, I think that Kim. One. I think Kim okay. Control is the only one that who's not correct. in. That is correct. She's she's my favorite. I loved her in Mannequin. There is a lot going on here. We're learning a lot of Very things right now. I thought, you're too young. I thought you were too young. I too young for Mannequin. No. Wow. I'm not, I'm not that young. Right. I love that's Mannequin. That's a long time. Right. My wife's never seen it. Uh, to, that's really we'd have it. To explain uh, that reference. Yeah, that, uh, <laughs> that's that's really it. Not much going on tonight All on right. TV. Very good. Tubular was also brought to you by Window Nation. It's December. It's cold. Energy bills are rising, but Window Nation is here to help. They've got these offers for you, 50% off all-style windows and a house of windows for just $99 a month. Call them today, 866-90NATION, or go to windownation.com to find out more. Thanks today to Mike Jones from USA Today. Thanks to John Feinstein. We'll get that and picks up in the greatest hit section of the tab at glennclarkradio.com. Jeff Chidia from NFL Network and NFL.com will join us tomorrow. We'll talk a little more about the Ravens. Uh, Don Marcus, longtime uh, Baltimore Sun, Maryland writer. He's now got. We'll talk obviously about the Maryland situation. He's also got a new project out. It's a uh, Lynn Bias podcast. It's a very fascinating listen. Uh, Bo Smolka, Pressbox Ravens beat writer, will join us. And segment number two of the Tyus Bowser show with James Prochet, all coming up tomorrow. 
Thanks to everybody at PressBox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including CCBC, Glory Days Grill, Window Nation, Royal Farms, Exxon Mobil, KNS Automotive, the Maryland Lottery, Great Eights Memorabilia, Live Casino Hotel, Baltimore Area Chick Fil A Restaurants, the Maryland Department of Transportation, Underdog Fantasy Football, Duffy's Garage and Baldwin, Window Depot, your local Toyota dealer, BuyAToyota.com, and My Bookie. Thanks to Paul Valley. Follow him on Twitter at Paul Valley the Third. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great Thursday evening. You know, go Vikings. They are playing the Steelers, so go Vikings. Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks too. If you're with us via the video, just give us a minute. We'll be back. If you're with us via audio, do nothing. We'll be back with the Press Box Fantasy Football Show. And welcome into the Press Box Fantasy Football Show. Glenn Clark, Paul Valley, but most importantly, back from the dead, from his herring ordeal, he is our lovely and talented host, Mr. Ken Zales. What's going on, KZ? What's up? Good to you actually know? see you again. Yeah, good to be seen. Good to, First good to, public outing. Yeah, have you back in studio with us for the Fantasy Football Show today. Yes. The uh, Press Box Fantasy Football Show is brought to you by Glory Days Grill where they have the winter seasonal menu back featuring all of those comfort food favorites that you love, like the short rib grilled cheese sandwich, which is just a combination of words that makes my mouth salivate every time I say it. Short rib grilled cheese sandwich. Ah, That's the way the world should be. Also, they've got the uh, house-made meatloaf, the center-cut sirloin with the grilled shrimp, char-grilled pork tenderloin, the grilled meatloaf sandwich, smoky thigh wings with Alabama barbecue sauce, and a Brussels and bacon appetizer. You know what? The hell with it. We're not doing this show. We're just going to Glory Days Grill, guys. Oh, that sounds so good. (laughs) Can can, can I say that the the KZ transition music to get to this show Mm -hmm. is like a classic hurry up and do this now Song like it, okay. Like, if you're right. if you you're watching like a, like a, level a, of intensity? Like a game show right. on television, yeah. Yeah, it's like you true. have to do this right, right now. So you feel like you're hurrying up and go to Glory Days Grill. That's yeah. That's I mean, I, that's the music. GloryDaysGrill.com is the website. Get your orders in right now for the weekend. And uh, you got a lot of stress right now. I got a lot of things going on. Just just take dinner out out of your own hands and let Glory Days Grill handle it for you. Uh, all right, KZ, much to discuss. Final week of the regular season, except for in your stupid league. <laughs> actually, actually, many leagues, but yes. No, not many leagues. I'm in, in your I'm stupid in, league. I, I just want to tell you, I'm in one of these high-level, put in a lot of money. Mm. Oh, uh, how it's interesting. A, it, uh, leagues and... Um, it's a, it's a, it's called a, con- it's called contract fantasy football. It's like a dynasty league, but there's with contracts, and yeah. you have a big salary cap. So, I am uh, in the playoffs. Oh, but it is our playoff week. Yeah, maybe you have somebody particularly important on by, huh? I own Jonathan Taylor. Oh, that's really weird. It's the exact same scenario in your stupid league. I own. Miles Gaskin. Ah, that's too bad. Yeah. I own Jalen Hurts. Oh, no. Well, that's, all. <laughs> that's just a real bummer. I have zero chance 
to win this game. Not, nothing like looking down at that bench and seeing there's Jonathan Taylor just sitting there waving at me <laughs> in the playoffs in your stupid league. So. I apologized two weeks ago for this. When yeah, I that, doesn't, that doesn't make it okay. It doesn't. It doesn't make it okay. But I Man. feel your pain. God. All right, let's talk about what's happening. Um, you mentioned during my show, Dalvin Cook expected to return this yeah, week. Yeah, tonight. Uh, tonight um, full, I'm assuming full faith, full go. So here's, yeah, um, here's what we know about Dalvin Cook. He's always had these little knick-knack injuries. He's missed games before, but anytime he is active, mm-hmm. they give him a full workload. Oh, he playing. So if he's active, he's a top five running back for me this week. Sure. And unfortunately, for me and many, many other people who rode Mr. Madison last week, mm-hmm. he's almost unusable. Yep. Um, you want to try him in the flex, and if you think that, look, a uh, short week, it's not a short week for Dalvin Cook. He's been dealing with an injury. He's back. Uh, maybe there's a chance of re-injury. I, I don't. You want to take that risk? That's fine. I think if you got to find an option that's going to get more touches. Um, the last time this happened, Dalvin Cook uh, out touched uh, Madison twenty-five to three. When Dalvin Cook plays, he's the guy. He's the guy. It's not. It's never a timeshare. I we don't. It's. It, there's on top of everything else. There's a fire alarm going off in the building. It's just what it is. We're just going to keep doing the show, though. Keep telling me about. Maybe it's somebody sounding the uh, the, <laughs> sounding, sounding the, the Madison the, alarm. Yeah. I need him. I need him to play. Look, I, I put up in, in a league the most points in the league the entire year because of guys like Madison and Sony Michelle last week. And, yep. But you can't use them. I mean, I, I you, you're taking you you are literally flipping a coin by putting Madison in there because. Traditionally, yep. that's not the play. All right, let's talk about the Detroit situation. I don't think Swift's back yet. Okay, I, I, I it doesn't sound like he he hasn't really practiced. Okay, um, doesn't sound to me. And this was more of a like Dalvin Cook was always a one to two week th- thing. This was always with with Swift. They they said right away it's like three to four weeks. I don't think he plays. Jamal. So, so Jamal's fine. But he wasn't overwhelming last he week. He wasn't overwhelming, he was but he was solid. Again, if you're if you're I, I think the biggest disappointment from Williams last week was that he didn't get up to six, seven catches. But he's getting all the touches. Like they're not they didn't give Jefferson or Equal B way, if I na- said that yeah, right, I it's mean, probably close, close enough. Yeah. Close enough for me, yep. especially. Oh, hundred percent. Um you know, they, they gave them each, like, two, three touches max. Um, so it's Williams and, and good enough spot for me. Uh, Julio Jones? <sighs> Looks like he's going to play. Limited. Uh, they have to, again, these are these weird situations where you have to watch it. Um, the the fantasy world thinks he's going to play. They still have to, quote, activate right. him. Um to open the window, and we've seen most times when they open the window, that means you're ready to go. Would love to see a full practice either today or tomorrow from him. Um, but, yeah, it looks like he's going to play. And, like, look, Brown's still out. So if he's playing, um, you know, he's probably a wide receiver, low two, high three for me. Okay. I mean, you know, it sounds like you're playing him. Sounds like you're playing him. They have nobody the else case. to throw to. The San Francisco backfield situation. Uh, looks like hasty. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Wilson 
first of all, wasn't good when they gave him the opportunity to be good and be mm-hmm. the guy. He's still nicked up, really hasn't practiced in two weeks. Uh, the Mitchell thing, we thought it was a concussion, but now on top of the concussion, there's a little bit of a knee irritation, they're calling it. So Hasty looks like the last man stand, standing. They they signed somebody off their practice squad, which is never really a good mm-hmm. good you know um, sign for the the de facto starter. So I, I think Hasty's a guy that um, as long as Mitchell is down on game day, I, I think you fire him up and and you know he serves as the the Madison or Sony Michelle that you had last week for injured guys and you know Cincinnati. No solid middle of the pack run defense, but you know they love to run the ball. Um, and Hasty's shown some bursts before. It's the Press Box Fantasy Football Show with Ken Zalas. Let's talk about the Cincinnati backfield situation. Yeah, uh, look, I we mean, we at the moment there's there's no reason that, that to believe that Mixon's not going to play. Right now, it is a neck, and you know, like a back. You know, you wake up. And what about the other two things? Neck, back, and my blank, and my blank. Anyway, yeah, not about those. You two know. You know, you wake up and, you know, those things sometimes overnight can stiffen up and, you know, have have different things happen. I think if you're a mixing owner and um, Perrine is is out on the waiver wire, I think he should be added mm-hmm. uh, just to be safe. And I think a Perrine's a guy that if mixing for whatever reason sits is, uh, is you load him up in your lineup. Not a great matchup against the 49ers. Um, but you are at home, and he does catch the ball out of the backfield um, a, a little bit. So, um, but I, I right now, you know, unless Mixon does not practice today, then we got to really start thinking about. Well, you know, maybe there's an opportunity. Well, the word was he didn't practice yesterday, not because of the the neck, but because he was sick. Sick. Yes. Yeah. And, and you know, we know what sick means sometimes. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I don't know. I mean, uh, you know, apparently there's a flu going around the a couple of different teams right now as well. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I want to see him practice um, Friday. And, and then, you know, if he practices Friday, even on a limited basis, I think you're, you're firing him up. The, uh, the Logan Thomas thing was fun while it lasted. <sighs> oh. <laughs> So annoying. So annoying. You held him. You held him. You picked him up because he was coming back, and then he didn't come back, but you're like, oh, he's any week now. He comes in, scores a touchdown. You're like, okay, I got a top five guy again, and we're done. Yep. It's over. Uh, it's over. It's like the, like the South Park news guy. And we're yeah, gone. And it's gone. Yep. A hundred percent. It's exactly what it is. And it's, it's gone. gone. So Ricky, Ricky Seals Jones looks like, looks like he's back. And I, I, I will say this. If Ricky Seals-Jones doesn't go, I mean, Bates has been included. Like, whoever the starter, here's the fun thing with Washington. Whoever the starting tight end is, they play 85% of the snaps, no matter what. No matter who it's been. It's been Bates. It's been Ricky Seals-Jones. It's been Logan Thomas when he came back. I mean, he played, even though his first game back, he was, you know, we we didn't know what to do with him. Mm -hmm. But he played 85% of the snaps. So they're starting tight end is their starting tight end it's like there's not a mix there's no sharing there's not he's off the, he's on the field for 50 percent of snaps so Bates becomes a guy that you know if you, if you got some guys hurt or you got some guys on by you could do worse than a guy that's playing 85 percent of the snaps is there any world where we're playing Justin Fields this week with him being back as the starter for the Bears. I mean, there's there's worlds. I mean, if you if you have buy issues, I mean, I wish he was available in one of my leagues because I everybody's either on buy or hurt for me. I may have to start Jake Fromm 
this week. Yes, Wait, it's what? A, yeah, yeah, I, I know. But, but, uh, well, if Glennon doesn't go for the Giants, Jake oh, yeah, Fromm yeah, is playing. Yeah. I didn't realize that was a thing either. That, that, that is a thing. Jeez. You know, I mean, I have Hurts. I have Tua. They're both on bye. I have Daniel Jones. He's hurt. I picked up Glennon. He's hurt. So where do we go now? We go to Jake Fromm. That is really um, depressing. So, so, yeah, there are situations. And, look, it, it, before, before Fields went down with the injury, we started to see – an improved quarterback who was starting to use his legs like we all thought he would coming into the league. So, you know, he's not Taysom Hill, but you know you know what I mean. We, we could get 70 yards on the ground from him. There are scenarios where you can play him this week. I, I think it's risky on the road against, uh, against Green Bay. Yeah. Uh, good defense. Yeah. But, you know, some people you got to do what you got to do. I I, I – Look, you, hey. you, you come into where, where did you have Justin Fields ranked? By the way, I have him twenty fourth right now. So yeah, it sounds I mean, you'd have to be really either you have to be in a two quarterback league or you have to be right. Desperate. But you have to be desperate yeah. um, to trust it. But uh, you know, there are lots of desperate teams. I mean, the, you know, the week fourteen bye, we've been complaining about it since week one, and here we are. Uh, there are a lot of good players on these teams that are playing really good football, and it's not just the Jonathan Taylor thing. I mean, Miami and the Eagles have pieces that you want to use this week that you just simply can't. And, you know, Waddle and Tua have been terrific for three weeks. Mm. Sucks they're not there. Mm. As much as it sucks that we don't have Jonathan Taylor, you know, Carson Wentz is a guy that I'd rather have Carson Wentz playing this yeah, week than I Fields. So, I but it is what it is. Uh, and then the Seattle backfield. Whatever. I mean, it's Adrian Peterson. Is I, it really, though? Uh, who else are you going if to? If you have to start a person from the Seattle, like you're desperate and you're saying. I thought it was Rashad Penny. No, no. Didn't they say Collins is back? No, whatever, week? whatever. Uh, uh, you can't play any of them outside of Adrian Peterson and hope that, that in a. He gets a short touchdown like last week. I mean, we can knock it. We can knock him all we want, and we can make all the fun we want of ten carries for eighteen yards. But he scored a touchdown, so it put him in the top, you know, thirty of running backs last week. Okay, he's the he is the only one. And and please don't get fooled with the whole Travis Homer thing. I mean, that was it was a special teams run. He didn't lead the team in rushing. Right. It was, he a, was fake a special punt. teams yeah. fake punt for seventy three yards, and all of a sudden you're looking on on the list, and you're you like, see he scored. Ooh! Yeah, right. You know, he had three carries for eighty yards. Well, he had one carry for seventy three on a fake punt, and he scored. Okay. If you have to use any of them, for me, it's Adrian Peterson. All right. Very good. Hate it all, but that's where we are. It's a weird world that we're living in. It I is. I saw money. I saw so much money spent on Adrian Peterson this week of Fab because we are in Week 14. So let's yeah, I mean, you, have fab. To, you have to win these games. You too, have to win, right? these, games, you have to win so these games. There he is. All right, all right. Uh, you want to tell everybody about Underdog Fantasy Football? I would love to. Underdog Fantasy Football. It, look, uh, very excited, especially here in Maryland, that we're going to be able to place bets. But you can only do it by going to the casino. So what do you do? You you you, you join Underdog. By the way, I'm going to go do next Wednesday. Okay, I'm I am next Wednesday. I'm going to live casino hotel because i want to go i i have not in my home right never right. been able to do I, it i'm I, gonna go place a bet at last i will casino hotel. i will probably do it you know next saturday or something do a couple of player props and things like yep. that um but if you can and and you know if you're not near that <coughs> that place um or any of the other casinos that 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 will take bets um we can kind of do the parlay thing with 
player props on underdog fantasy place two to five went up to 20 times your money if you hit five out of five uh so one dollar bet you can win 20 bucks five dollar bet you win 100 bucks uh if you haven't joined yet and i don't know why you haven't uh go head over to underdogfantasysports.com or at underdogfantasy on twitter uh put in the you know put in a deposit put in the code pressbox and uh you will get up to $100 matched on your first deposit. And uh, you can play not only the parlays, but there are there are weekly salary cap contests and weekly uh, draft contests. Not only football, you can do the NBA if that's your thing as well, or NHL, or or even EPL and soccer and things like that. Oh, it's, uh, it's a lot of it's fun. fun. It's, it's a fun. lot of fun. And if you're winning money, it's even more fun. But even, you know, it's just a lot of fun to play and to have interest and, and yeah. to feel like you're betting. Yes. Even though you know, it's, absolutely, it's a whole different conversation. Absolutely, it was great. Uh, the 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 played played all the unders on the uh, on on the quarterbacks uh, on uh, Monday night. It was fantastic. I mean, it seems like a smart thing to have done, <laughs> considering they couldn't throw the ball. That's great. All right, when we come back in, we're going to have an awkward conversation about James Robinson, and then. We are going to set your lineup. So this is the last call for you to get your questions in at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter or in the comment section on Facebook in the video, and we will pose them to KZ for the week. That's next. It's the Press Box Fantasy Football Show. Need to hone your computer skills to boost your career? Or maybe you want an IT certification. CCBC Continuing Education has the courses and programs you need for a career in the computer field. And it's all tuition-free. From the basics to specialized training, we have the classes you need from hardware to programming to cybersecurity and so much more. It's your choice. It's your career. Call 443-840-4700 or visit ccbcmd.edu slash computer training. Glory Days Grill's winter seasonal menu is back with comfort classics like their house-made meatloaf and short rib grilled cheese. It also features the center-cut sirloin with grilled shrimp, the char-grilled pork tenderloin, grilled meatloaf sandwich, smoky thigh wings with Alabama barbecue sauce, and a Brussels and bacon appetizer. All of these items pair well with Devil's Backbone 8-point IPA or their anniversary IPA brewed by Devil's Backbone. And try their seasonal cocktails, Blood Orange Burger, Bourbon Cider, Apple Ginger Mule, and Captain's Hot Cider. Find out more and get your order in today at glorydaysgrill.com. Great food, good sports. Window Depot Baltimore provides the highest quality Pro-Via windows, doors, and siding for all budgets. The best is finally affordable. Call them today for a free in-home consultation at 410-941-3499. They also offer Zoom and FaceTime consultations in an effort to practice social distancing. A proud sponsor of the Tyus Bowser Show, you can find out more at windowdepotbaltimore.com. If you change lanes and brake suddenly in front of my tractor trailer, I won't be able to stop. Our lives can change forever. Trucks need room to stop. Don't cut it close. Brought to you by the Maryland Department of Transportation State Highway Administration. The all-new FanDuel Sportsbook is coming soon to Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover. Maryland, this is your chance to win big right in your own backyard. Bet on every sport with self-service kiosks and watch all of the action from the best seat in the house. Make every moment more at the all-new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. 
What's up, everybody? This is Times Bowser. I can't wait to see you guys for the Times Bowser show this fall. We're going to be taking the show on the road all over the area. You can meet me and my very special guests. If you can't make it out, you can watch the show on live on Pressbox Facebook page or listen the next day. Find out more about where we'll be by checking out pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. We'll see you all season long for the Ties Bowser Show. The next Ties Bowser Show is Tuesday, December 21st at Skipjacks on Bel Air Road in Overly. The show is brought to you by Pressbox, Great Eights Memorabilia, Window Depot Baltimore, windowdepotbaltimore.com, Duffy's Garage in Baldwin, Duffy's Garage MD.com, and the NFL chick Sarita Hubbard joins the show courtesy of my bookie. All right, back in here on the Pressbox Fantasy Football Show with Ken Zalis. It's time to start setting some lineups. As always, mine are the most important to set. Uh, but this is a – you know what, Chris, you're right. I should have brought this up. It, wh- is there a story on Alvin Kamara this week? Like, what, what's going on there? <sighs> yeah, I, the expectation is he's playing. I mean, that that, that kind of comes out of nowhere, doesn't it? Well, like, no. He, w- he kind of – we thought he was going to come back last week because he got a limited in. Right. But then he was a DNP on Friday. So, um, or whatever day it was. But but he practiced and he didn't practice and then he was out. They don't have, I mean, if he's close, they're going to have to play him. Mm-hmm. Um, Ingram's out on the COVID list. They don't have anybody else. I mean, I mean, we're talking about Ty Montgomery. So um, so if he plays, he's you're playing him, right? He's eighth on my list this week. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I, mean, I should have covered that. Thank you, Chris. I should have covered that. Yeah. I mean, it, he's to to me, he's playing. Um, he was limited on Wednesday, which is actually a good sign. Uh-huh. Uh, we'll see where he is today and tomorrow. Um, but the expectation is he will be back. Okay. So now let me throw in the Denver situation where yeah. we finally got our Javante Williams day, <laughs> and now. Our, like, are we afraid that goes away because Melvin Gordon is sure back? Sure we are. We're petrified. But we're playing him. Okay, because this is the question that I'm going to ask you. Because we're playing him. And it's going to be awkward for you. It is. But he's playing Detroit. There's plenty of room for both. Javante Williams, because oh. I'm going to start Kamara, Javante Williams or James Robinson. If there's good news, this week almost essentially does not matter to me in this league. Well, there's, I can't get a bye. I can't fall out of the playoffs. I don't think so. I'm trying to do that math. I don't think I can fall out of the playoffs. I and that's, have, why, and I, that's why, honestly, I want to play Javante Williams. I have James Robinson ranked as low as I've had him all year. I, you, this man loves James Robinson like he was a before, member of before, the Zalas family. Before, yeah, but the you, draft. you have not been able to quit him. You no, have no, not no, been able to but quit him. But this goes back for people that think it's new. This uh, go back. Oh, okay, I wrote yeah. this. I wrote about James Robinson yeah. before the NFL draft. This man <laughs> loves him, James Robinson. He's and, attempted and, to legally adopt him, which is strange. And all he never does, had. all he is, is productive when given the opportunity. To be productive. But the thing is, he doesn't get that opportunity. But his idiot coach that, God, if I'm a Jacksonville Jaguars fan, I just want Meyer fired. He has ruined everything about that, including their their quarterback that they drafted. Um, I mean, it's Williams. I, 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 I don't hate the matchup. For for Robinson, I mean Tennessee. I mean they've been better, but they're they. It, it's not like they're you can't move the ball on the ground against them. I, I trust him. I don't trust his coach. He benched him, and then 
to make it worse, he benched him, and then they put him in for like three carries on the last drive for a guy that's had knee and heel issues in a game you were losing by 20. The most insane usage of this guy. I feel so. I mean, God, I wish he would get out of there. Um, it's Williams. I, I even with even if it's a. 60-40, and I believe it's not a 50-50 anymore with him and Gordon. I think Williams has earned the right mm-hmm. um, with what he did last week. Detroit can't stop anybody on the ground. And I I, I think that they, they run, run, and run again. I think there's enough for both guys if you, if you, if you want to play both guys. But it's Williams over uh, Robinson for was, me. Apparently Trevor Lawrence was going off a little bit this week about uh, how James Robinson needs to be on the field. I don't I Well, don't he's your best. He's literally yeah, your best I'm, football player. Yeah, I'm with you. He's I'm your best you. football player. I don't care. You. Unless the man fumbles three times in the same game inside the five, the man needs to be in the game. And you need to use him more. He was so, – how you come into an organization and don't realize what the man did the year before, he's good out of the backfield. I mean, I, I get the Carlos Hyde. You, you loved him in college. This isn't close. And, it's, it's, and this isn't even a fantasy thing. If I'm a Jackson Jaguar football fan, I want my best players on the field. How you have ruined him, Lawrence, and Chenault this year all at the same time is absolutely incredible. That's remarkable. You're not wrong about that. All right, Dan wants to know. This is a, a, Hi, compelling, this is a compelling question. Dan, okay. says, Dan says, at this point, should I just be dropping Calvin Ridley altogether and using my IR spot on Logan Thomas, or should I be dropping Logan Thomas altogether? I'm going to need one of those spots for a tight end. Well, Logan Thomas isn't going to play this year, so unless this is some kind of keeper right. league, there's zero well, reason. And by the way, if it's a keeper league and you only keep one of them, I'd yeah, still be keeping yeah. Calvin Ridley yeah, over I Logan mean, Thomas. I mean, I I'll say this. Has that finally been confirmed, confirmed, by the way, about Logan yes. Thomas? Yes, I they put him on IR. Well, but it was it season-ending IR? Or was well, it, it doesn't matter if you're in the fantasy playoffs. Well, it's, kind it's, of three, it's at least three weeks. He's done. He's not coming back. He's not coming back. So to just so there's no reason to keep Logan Thomas, in my opinion. I actually just cut him this morning in one of my leagues just flat out. Was there a ceremony? Was there anything no, formal? No, I mean, I mean look, I mean, this, the, these things happen. I, 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 by the way, own him in my George Kittle league, so I'm good there. Yeah. So tell me who you would drop him for. If, like, if I drop him today, okay. you drop him for Hasty, Osborne, or uh, another tight end to have a back, make a Ricky, Ricky Seals-Jones. If you, if you, if, it depends what you need. Um, I probably you, won't play you, any of these guys this week. Okay, so if you're not going to play Hasty this week, yeah, um, I would expect Mitchell back in a week or so. Right. To me, it's Osborne because I think that that um, that Thielen it's a high, it's a confirmed high ankle sprain. He's out at least two to three weeks to me with high ankle sprains, unless he has an ankle different than every other NFL player in the world. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's Osborne who has the most value. So you, by the way, where do you have Osborne ranked for this week? Um, I have him. I'm, I believe I have him flex worthy in the top thirty. Okay. Um, right. I'll tell you in a second where I have him. I'm at thirty one. Okay. Um, right. That may or may not go up and down based on a couple of other injury notes that come in, but but he's he's a solid wide receiver three for me this week. Okay. Very good. But uh, just to finish, is there any reason people should be holding on to Calvin Ridley? Uh, so in in Dan's situation, I mean. If you can hold on to him, yes. I'll say this. The Atlanta Falcons have not heard from Calvin Ridley. That's what I'm saying. It like, like, it like if you need the, the IR spot yeah. or you need the bench spot at this point, 
yeah, cut It seems really I mean, unlikely. I mean, it seems real. I mean, I get it. Stranger Things. Like, they're five and seven. They're not really right, out of right. it yet. I mean, they win this week. I mean, do you make a phone call and say, hey, you know, we'd you like know, to how have you. Feeling? Yeah, right. you know. um, but all reports from, you know, uh, the one guy that, that, that it led better who is – the yeah, Orlando led Yeah, better. it's like really in tune with Atlanta, reported this week. Like, they haven't heard from him at all. Like, uh, whether they've reached out or not, they have since he's left the team, they haven't heard from him. So there's no indication he's coming back. I let Ridley go in a league that I needed the IR spot um, and, and needed the bench spot. You can do the same. I, I just... You know, it's one of those things. If you can, if you can afford to keep him, and you don't need the bench spot, you don't need the IR. Yeah, there's no harm in keeping him, and maybe he comes back for week seven, sixteen, or seventeen. But we're we're in fourteen, folks. I mean, so I mean, is. he's not coming back this week. Not coming back next week. Hasn't played football in six weeks. How long does it take him to get back in shape and you know football shape? You don't. We don't know. So the odds of him coming back and playing another down this year are probably very slim. All right, start two of these: uh, Darnell Mooney, Marquise. Oh God, Marquise Brown, Jarvis Landry, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy. Does he say PPR? Yes. PPR. I'm going to go Landry and Judy. I mean, oh, I think they're safe. Too. Oh, yeah, I think yeah. they're safe. I mean, Landry. I don't know what the Ravens, what kind of defense the Ravens are going to play Sunday. My brain says they may have to play a little bit more zone than they're used to, and if that's the case, that's where Landry lives, um, in the middle of a zone. They don't have, uh, outside of Hooper, any any tight ends that are healthy or able to play. Um, so I like the upside of Landry, and... When Teddy, when Teddy, to when Teddy throws with, it with, with with Hollywood Brown, it just it's sad to think. But I, I mean, I get it. It's I mean, I don't, I don't look. I, how how do you trust it right now? I, I mean, I, I I don't know how you trust it. And and if it, if it was a half PPR, I may I may bring Mooney and 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 Brown back into the fold. But it's straight PPR. I'm going to take the six to seven points. I think Landry and Judy automatically get from catching the ball. And and go from there. Pat Fryermuth or Zach Ertz? Uh Fryermuth. Uh, I mean I, I I mean Ertz has done nothing uh outside of those two short touchdowns to one game. And he really if you look in the games this year that uh that Hopkins has been there, he's really done nothing. So he's not like those red zone looks that he got when Hopkins was out of the lineup, go back to Hopkins. We saw that last week. Okay. Okay. Uh, go ahead, Paul. Get yours in. Carr, Heineke. Okay. And keep in mind, I'm facing the wife with my playoff t- hopes on the line here. Oh, boy. All right. Oh, boy. This is so, a... So am I starting Heineke, Cam Newton, or Carr at quarterback? <laughs> Yuck. No, no, no. Yuck. I'm going to show you. So, so you know. Look where I have them. Uh, Cam Newton, Heineke, and Carr, 14, 15, 16. <laughs> like, like they're... they're they're in that same mode. Cam has the best matchup. Cam has the ability to put the rushing yards mm. and the and the touchdown in. I lean Cam there. I don't love any of them. They're all QB twos for me this week. But because of the matchup and because of the 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 ground game that Cam could bring to the table, um, I lean his way. I know Cam was god awful and got benched last time. Trust me, I know that. Uh, 
but those rushing yards and the potential for a, a rushing touchdown make me lean that way. All right, I have the Carolina defense. Am I starting them, or should I start the Seahawks or the Titans defense? I know you don't like defense we're, we're, questions, we're, but we're, again, we're, we're, gotta we're, beat the wife. We're certainly not starting the Seahawks defense. <laughs> Why do you have the Seahawks defense? I, I don't. They're oh, okay. they're they're able to be. They're playing Houston. I get it. Like they don't do anything. I okay. mean, I mean, you're. I have the Titans here. Okay. Um, I, I Jacksonville doesn't do anything offensively. Um, the Titans have actually, before their bye, were an improving unit. Mm-hmm. Um, I have them as the highest one this week. Um, in my other league, I have Kyle Pitts. I'm starting him in a flex spot, but he has fit yet less than 50 yards receiving each of his last three games. Yes. I have on my bench Hasty and um, – hang on one second. I'm so, my, my apologies. On my bench, I have Hasty and Tevin Coleman. Should I start one of them over Kyle Pitts? Uh, if – Mitchell is out, and then I would go hasty because we're going to go with the guaranteed touches. Coleman, I'm not thrilled with. I know he had a a decent game, but that's still so many mouths to feed, and each week it's a different guy there. I mean, two weeks ago it was some guy named Walter that we've never heard of. Um, Otherwise, I go Pitts. And finally, in our league, because we have to have 17 different skill position players, um, should I start (laughs) – Madison or Adrian Peterson? <laughs> I know what you said about both of them. I mean, I mean, it's Peterson He's over. It. It, it's Peterson over. I mean, it, I, I, and again, I just go back to this is not this year. This is like a three-year thing with Cook and Madison. We love Madison, but when Cook plays and he's act, and when Cook is active, they feed him. They give him all, and and you're looking at less than five touches potentially yeah. from Madison. So it's it's you know even if Peterson gets the same ten, he's got more chances. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Need to hone your computer skills to boost your career, or maybe you want an IT certification? Then CCBC Continuing Education is the courses and programs you need for a career in the computer field, and it's all free. Tuition free. Tuition free. From the basics to specialized training, we have the classes you need from hardware to programming to cybersecurity and so much more. It's your choice. It's your career. Call 443-840-4700 or visit ccbcmd.edu slash computer training. Any final thoughts that you have for us as we get ready for... I have a few. Um, One... Uh, and I know we spent a lot of time on Dalvin Cook. All the reports are he's going to play. Please do not just put him in your lineup right now and don't check it again before kickoff. These things have a way he could get, who knows, he could twist the wrong way in warm-ups and he could be inactive. Don't go dropping Madison because I said he's useless this week. You know, you, you look at beforehand. Uh Tony Pollard, very popular in the fantasy community. Borderline unstartable this week. I get it. But they don't give him enough touches. He needs a long touchdown in order to be productive. Now, he got that each of the last two weeks. But he's also dealing with a little bit of a foot issue. And the last word we got out of... uh, Dallas was they are hopeful that he will be able to go. 
Okay. Just he's not an automatic plug and play for me. Uh, Chase Edmonds could be back this week as the Cardinals continue to get healthier and healthier. Doesn't diminish Connor as a must start. It diminishes Connor in the number of touches he's going to get. So maybe he's not an RB one. He's a high RB two um, in that situation. And then, uh, um, like I said, the 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 Elijah Mitchell. Um, and hasty thing, please watch that. I don't expect uh, Elijah Mitchell to, Mitchell to go. He's still in the concussion protocol, but he's also dealing with a little nick, something with his knee that apparently nobody knew about um, until this week. And uh, finally, uh, Dell Henderson Jr., I know he was active last week, but he did not see the field. He did not take one snap. And there is some concern that maybe he re-aggravated something because they signed – I believe it's the kid's sergeant from their practice squad to be active okay. this week. Um, when teams do that, that usually means they're There's preparing some, for some something. sort of issue, right? Um, so Sony Michelle is a guy that I think you could fire up again. But if you were hoping for Daryl Henderson to be back again, just check the the practices uh, this the rest of this week and make sure that that is. It's just concerning that they activated another running back early this week sure um so just watch that all right james this is the last one heineke bridgewater Tannehill, or mayfield i'm assuming these are all guys that are available for him i <laughs> guess he's got two or somebody well i could usually do this off the top of my head but i can't um heineke bridgewater Tannehill, or mayfield <sighs> god um Tannehill. Does he get Julio back? Yeah, as long as so so this is the way we're going to do that. If 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 Julio plays, it's Tannehill. If Julio is still out, it's Heineke. Is what it is. All right, man. Uh, at Fans Fantasy on Twitter, that's how you follow him. He'll be back with me on Sunday for the Project Game Day post game show. Yeah, that's a bad bit that I don't much care for. So we will see you then, and we'll see you next Thursday at 11.30 a.m. for the next Press Box Fantasy Football Show. Uh, Have a great week. We will talk to you then.